Come, my love, I'll tell you a tale of a boy and girl and their love story, and how he loved her oh so much, and all the charms she did possess. Now, this did happen once upon a time when things were not. So complex, and how he worshipped the ground she walked, and when he looked in her eyes, he became obsessed. My love is like a storybook story, but it's as real as the feelings I feel. My love is like a storybook story. It's as real as the feelings I feel. It's as real as the Welcome to the Best Picture cast. I'm your host, Kieran B. I completed my goal of watching every Oscar Best Picture winner ever and decided to start a podcast to review each one. Each episode, myself and revolving co-hosts will discuss, assess, and evaluate a different Best Picture winner with the goal to establish a ranking for the entire list. This is not, however what we are doing here today. Today, we are celebrating the winner of our very own Best Picture Cast Rom-Com Tournament. This is an honorary episode, and today we are discussing Rob Reiner's The Princess Bride. That's right, it was the winner of our Rom-Com Tournament, and I have several familiar Best Picture Cast co-hosts here to talk about this film, uh, this beloved film that took home the crown. And uh, we're going to start with the winner of the tournament, the person who selected the movie The Princess Bride. Before I kick it off to him, I will remind you, please rate and review Best Picture Cast if this is what you like listening to here. Um, show us some love. If you have uh, any comments or anything at all, you want to reach out to us, tell us what you think. You can email us at bestpicturepodcast at yahoo.com. You can find us on all of our social media accounts at Best Picture Cast. We're active on Facebook. We're active on Instagram. We're active on Twitter. Just come after us. Letterbox as well. Let's talk to the people who will be joining us here for this historic Best Picture Cast event, the first ever rom-com winner. And we are going to start by a man who made history with this one by winning his fourth Best Picture Cast Tournament. He mm. is the king on high. He is royalty here at Best Picture Cast. He is Grant Z. Hello, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Grant, welcome. Hi, thank you very much. Is it uh, feel good to be on uh, on the throne once again? It feels it's it feels good. It feels <laughs> third it, time today. Huh? Third time. <laughs> <laughs> it is a uh, it's nice to kind of get back into the limelight to get this get that monkey off my back. Great. Happy to be here. Happy we're talking about a movie uh, that that I that I uh, hold very dearly. We're gonna go next to the runner-up, and I'm pretty sure he's happy to be here talking about movies. He is Joey R. Joey, how are we doing today? Great. Second place. Yes, that's right. Well, the second place didn't land you into the episode. Yeah, so I'm happy to be here and talk about Princess Bride. I thought the opening music was gonna be the Saw theme. <laughs> and not Randy Marsh singing, but no, we're not going to be discussing <laughs> Saw here today. As a as a um, as a, a gift uh, or a, a sign of respect to the winner, I appreciate it. Grants, uh, we will have we'll, we'll, we'll brief, briefly when we touch on Carrie Ills, we will mention, but I I will be refraining <laughs> from any Saw talk here today. 
I have decided upon that. So listen, um, both movies have torture in it. <laughs> yeah, I have one little Carrie Eels story to tell later, yes. and then we'll, uh, which is Saw related, and then we will move on from Saw. Like, we listen, will not bring you, it up again. Can... So Joey R, welcome. Let's go uh, next to. We wanted to keep this a uh, a championship affair here. So mm-hmm. while he did not win this tournament, he won the dual tournament, the sports movie tournament. You'll hear from uh, his movie next week in A League of Their Own. But he is Artie B joining the occasion here today. Hello, everyone. A round of applause. <laughs> wow, I never got one of those. I uh, have very, very excited to talk about this movie. I'm glad to listen to Grant Humpledank tell me all about his uh, <laughs> opinions on this. And I hope you got through that intro song and got to this part of the episode. <laughs> the Oscar-nominated intro song, I will, I will add. Finally, we have... With us today, uh, a co-host here who participated in our rom-com tournament preview, so we had to have her back for the real thing. And you've heard her before on our Titanic episode. You've heard her before on our Braveheart episode. She is Mikola. Mikola, how are you doing today? Yes, good. Thank you so much. Um, it became very clear to me over the last 30 minutes of why you asked me to be on the podcast. It's a silly, fun movie. The fashion is great. Um, we have Grant here for voiceovers, so I'm sure you're going to hear later because amazing impressions. We have you and Joey here for the wrestling bit with Andre the Giant, and I'm not sure why Artie's here. But I'm, <laughs> but, uh, I'm really happy to be here, so thank you so much. Yes, well, I'm, I'm super happy to have you here to keep us in, keep us in, in check and, uh, and to chime in on, on all the fashion and all the other uh, comedic uh, elements of this movie, too, as you, you always are very good at pointing out. Nicola, and, that makes two of us that don't know why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I want to check down to our uh, our rom-com sideline reporter. Uh, he is the one and only Oz who helped us out on our uh, rom-com draft episode. We had to enlist his services again. Uh, Oz, Pam Oslover, uh, how's it going down there? Pretty good. I, I still don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here as a sideline reporter. <laughs> he's my co-host. Uh, That's why he's when I'm supposed to talk and when I'm not, but... Oh, 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 hey. Well, not knowing when you're supposed to talk and when you're not supposed to talk is a staple here at Best Picture right. Cast, so you'll, yeah, fit, you'll yeah. fit right in as yeah. we are going to yeah, shout over each other for the next uh, couple hours or so. Yeah. Um, so those are, the, uh, those are the cast of characters going on this voyage with us here today. The first thing we're going we're gonna to do here is just have the, uh, the winner, the, the champion here who selected this movie, Give us just a little uh, a little intro with his relationship with the movie and, you know, what led him to pick it, why he thought it would win, and, and just kind of basically grant your, your relationship here with, with Princess Bride. Yeah, this is a movie that I don't remember really seeing as a kid. It's just something that I, I started seeing when I was older. You know, everyone talks about this movie in high regard. It's kind of like this, what well, used to be a cult movie, now it's this widespread um, phenomenon and I just remember putting it on and as as an adult basically and just absolutely absolutely loving it it's charming it's funny as hell you know and I like I like swashbuckling adventures I like <laughs> I like fantasy movies and it was right in my wheelhouse and now that I have a four-year-old daughter um, showing her the movies and she she loves it too yeah, and we're going to hear from Maddie Z a little later. Oh, yeah. You've uh, heard Maddie Z on a couple of our preview episodes. She uh, chimed in on our Lion King episode, so mm-hmm. we're going to uh, do the uh, the Michael Moore style uh, her, gorilla interview of Maddie a little her, later. Listen, I, I, this was not an ambition at all. She gladly gave up <laughs> her her, uh, her her thoughts. Her LVP is wild, yes. so let's. <laughs> so I, I, can't, great. I can't wait to tap into that. Yeah, so we're going to head off to uh, to Maddie Z a little later. Next, I'm going to go to to you, Joey R, because. I, before the tournament, before the draft, you had asked me if, this, if it was eligible. So I was—I pretty much had you slated to pick this. So I was a little surprised that you didn't. Um, what's your relationship with the Princess Bride? Yeah, I had seen it 
I loved it when I was younger. Then I didn't see it for a very long time. And then um, about a year ago, there came like something got leaked that they were talking about remaking it, and everybody got pissed. Yeah. And like all the actors came out and said no. <laughs> so then I was like, you know, let me rewatch it. So I, I rewatched it last summer, and I was like, oh, this is as good as I remember it. I love this. And so I was, you know, so I thought about picking it. I made a mistake and didn't. And Grant won. Yeah, there but it is. Great movies we get to talk about, so. So, neither, so this is not one that either of you guys had a relationship with as a kid. No, I did, and then you, I went... You, oh, yeah, when, I when you were... And then I went a long time. But well, you revisited it recently. Yeah, okay. but I, I watched cool it a bunch as a kid. Got it. Okay, got yeah. it. Uh, Mikla, how about you? I've never seen this movie. I only know about it through, like, movie uh, movie trivia games. Um, mm. I saw it for the first time in full last night, <laughs> and half of it last week. So I'm very new to this movie, and I'm happy it wasn't three hours long like Braveheart or Titanic. <laughs> so I was actually able to, like, quickly watch it. Um, it's a quick so, 100 minutes, yeah. Yeah, it was really like, 90 minutes or whatever yeah. it is. Um, it was really easy to watch, so um, I'm pumped. Yeah, both okay. movies we had you on for were over three hours. So I this know, is and I never saw Braveheart, so I had to sit through three hours of that twice. So six hours. It's a brave heart. This was like an easy, maybe two hours total of watching this movie. So, uh, but yeah, I, I know about it. I've never seen it. Awesome. And uh, Artie, how about you? So this was the first watch. I'm halfway through it. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching it on his phone as we speak. Realistically, I watched it like two and a half hours ago, three hours ago. It was my first watch, but it was, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Fresh. It was a weird tone, fresh. but it worked. Yeah. Fresh on the mind here. Very yeah. fresh. Very yeah. fresh. The Artie B. Wet. Everything, ex- everything, except, everything yeah. except the character names are fresh. It's fresh. It's highly rated. Right. right. We, yeah, we may have to... Uh, that's right. That's right. If you just watch it, he's, he's feeling good about it. So that's, that's good to see. Now, for me, this was kind of an interesting experience because I, had, I saw this in college for the first time and really had not seen it since. But in watching it last night for the first time since, so it's been, you know, more than a decade... I get, you know, I did not remember anything about the second half of this movie. To me, yeah. the movie, the movie was everything up into the the dueling of the the poison and the wine. The battle glasses. of wits, yeah, yeah, the battle of wits, and then a little bit of the jungle. But after that, really, none of that. I mean, I may not have even ever seen the last half hour, Maybe, hour right. of this movie. So I had the same experience when I watched it last year. Yeah, at the after the battle of wits, when he got and then he goes in when he got tackled by the rats. I was like, how's there forty five minutes left? Like, yeah, it took me a minute to watch it. Yeah, so, so it's sorry, uh, you know, to remember. I don't know if that if that speaks to how you know how memorable that section of the movie is, or how forgettable the other section of the movie is, or maybe the fact that I just probably just might have even shut it off after that at that well, point, were or, you or, or wandered you were off. In college, right? No, so you know, this was like a college daytime watch, okay, like yeah, a, a you know one of those in between classes, yeah, yeah. kind of deal. So uh, it was it was fun watching this one again. Again, I mean, Michael, I mean, you said it too. So often we're watching movies here that are three hours long. That have plotting. We need to educate you about a something. Mm-hmm. Paces to them, and it was kind of nice to just watch a ninety-minute, you know, movie. yeah, yeah. yeah. fun way to really breezy. Moves. All right, so that's all, all of our uh, initial experiences with it. Before we start mm-hmm. getting into the meat and the bones of this one, let's talk about what we're drinking here today. And Grant, so you got a that's interesting a great glass camp. over there. So I'm going to start yep. uh, with the champ here. Well, um, I recently went to Montauk. My wife and I took a little trip. Um, a child-free trip to Montauk. Outstanding. Why always you, nice. Why'd you come back? Because <laughs> it's too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to the Montauk Brewery, as you do, and um, I bought um, a four-pack of their first responders. I think it's only exclusive to their brewery. That's awesome. Um, it's a first responder pale ale. It has nice uh, 
fire fireman emblem on it. It's um, it's very good. It's an awesome yeah, can. Great yeah. looking can, and uh, something I'm unfamiliar with, which is that that explains why because they mm. only sell it at the thing. What's it's the, like a 16 ounce can here. What's the ABV on that bad boy? Uh, it's not not much. Five six. Right. Five point six. Five six. First responder. Very nice. drinkable. Respectable. Yeah. Outstanding. Mikola, what concoction did you make uh, for yourself here today? I'm not a beer drinker, so I usually drink cocktails. So I'm keeping it light tonight. It's tequila, again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a school night. With yeah. ice. I'm keeping it yes, light. Got ice. some meth. It's tequila, <laughs> seltzer, and some fresh pressed lemon and mint. Ooh, wow, nice. very classic. It's really good. Thank that you. Very, very good. Classic. Yeah. Sounds alarmingly refreshing. Yeah. Yes. No, it actually, yeah, it totally Sounds is. like a nice summertime drink. Definitely. I'm ready. That's mm. good. We, uh, we call it the Añego. Right. It's a um, night. You gotta keep it easy. Joey, what do you got there? I have uh, I've had this a few times recently. The Blue Point Anytime Sunshine Grapefruit. It's a delicious beer. It's just really good, really drinkable. I really recommend it. It's a Blondale. That's like a good Love beach it. drink, yep. I feel. It's a great can. Yeah. That's a Tobey beach drink right there. <laughs> Outstanding. RDB, what did you bring? What weapon did you bring to the uh, to the uh, arena here gosh, today? I usually like to put the AB in the uh, ABV. With the Artie Bay, right? <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Do you get it, everyone? Right now, <laughs> right now, I'm drinking a Sam Adams Wicked Easy Light Hazy Session IPA. It's 4.7%. I must have gra- I must have grabbed the wrong can. I actually meant to yeah. grab the six percenter first, but <laughs> I did it again. So. Oh, you'll get to it, I'm sure. Yep. I saw, yeah, I have uh, a couple of beers from the Cigar City Brewing Company down in Tampa. A brewery I've never been to. I've been to Tampa a couple times, but haven't made it over to Cigar City, but it is a brewery I like quite a bit. And uh, they have their staple, um, the High Lie, yep. which is the first one I cracked on. But I also brought the uh, the Belgian-style white uh, Frost Proof from Ooh. Cigar City Brewing. It's orange like the can. can in there. Yeah, nice. That's orange can. Um, next time I get down to the, uh, the west coast of Florida, I'm definitely going to check out. Uh, Cigar City because it's a, a cool area down there. If you've been to Fort Myers, Tampa, that's a, it's a nice little nice little section of the state. It's funny in Florida the highlights are like a six ninety nine six pack because they don't import it. They just, yeah, just the so local beer. Yeah. yeah, cool. It's a good beer. Um, we'll is. head down to the sidelines. Oz, what are you what are you, what are you bringing down there? What are you what are you cheersing with the the coaches down there? It's, uh, uh, Blue Point Summer Ale. Okay, Blue Point Summer. Wish it was more interesting. It's only um... <laughs> it's a local beer. That's interesting. Yeah, I think it's pretty already. RDP is not, it's only four and a half percent. Sorry. All right. So you're the low man on the totem yeah. pole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is tequila the high man then? I no, think tequila is the high man. 4.0 for Joey. 4.0 for Joey. It's time to talk about this movie here. I'm pretty excited to hear uh, the multitude of thoughts about it. So we have a couple first time viewers. We have a I couple people that. who enjoyed this as uh, as kids. And can't wait to talk about this tournament winner. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people here who voted for this thing that are, uh, are tuned in to, to hear our thoughts. So. Anyone want to throw anything out there before we uh, get going in with this whole deep dive of A Princess Bride? Yes. I'll just talk um, really quick about watching it for the first time. I have a very short attention span. I loved how quick this movie was, and they didn't dive too deep into everything, and the flow was perfect. Flies. It it flies. flies It flies. So I just wanted to point that out. Um, It keeps your attention while flying. Yeah. Is the dialogue I just wanted to point that out in terms of length. so I really like that part of it. I want to ask you, we ask you this, Grant. Yes, you, you said that you've watched this now a few times with your daughter. Yeah. Um, it, her first watch or her first few watches, was this one you had to kind of like coach to her a little bit? Or did when it started, she was just in right away you know, and ready to go? When, when it comes to me watching movies that I love that she's not familiar with, I kind of just leave it on. 
mm-hmm. and she'll just sit down and she'll watch whatever she wants and then she'll get up and so like and then like the more you watch it the more she'll she'll pay attention and um you know i think there there are scenes there where she gets there obviously there are scenes that are more exciting than others mm-hmm. and things and things that pop out like she loves the the fire swamp Okay. What? See that? I would think she'd be horrified. Well, that was going to be my next question. Bring up. That is a terrifying. She she loves. She loves the big rat. (laughs) I don't think it exists. Uh, Did we confirm it's a rat? I mean, it looks like a rodent. It looks like a rodent of an unusual size. When I saw that, I was concerned that you showed it to Maddie because I felt it kind of scary. No, because it was a quiet. Well, she explains the the screeching eels in in the interview. That too. So she she screeching eels are scary. What about the murder machine at the end? Know what happened there? Yeah, I don't really know what happened there. That's probably just context. I just said they're hurting him. Okay. Yeah. I thought the rodent was a capybara. (laughs) It kind of looks like a capybara. It does. It's like a a dirty capybara. It definitely looks like there's a human inside that costume. There is. Oh, there. Right. Okay. Wait a minute. That's not a real animal. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute. Robotics? I don't know. Get out. And now, Grant, as you you said, they are unusually sized rodents. Is that what Rodents of an unusual size. Rodents of an unusual size. Uh, Ari, when we get to this section, I'm going to definitely want uh, your thoughts on... The idea yeah. of rodents of an unusual of rodent- size. Rodentia. <laughs> We're really bringing up Artie's trauma. Yeah, great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> okay, guys. I think it is time to deep dive. We don't have much time for dilly-dallying, so what do you say we go right at it? Let's do it. All right. Princess Bride is the movie, and the year is 1987. I want to stop us right here on, on a dime, because we've done a few of these honorary episodes. Joey, if I'm not mistaken, this is number 11? Yes. Uh, Either 11 or 12, I think. Might be 12. Holy shit, really? Yeah, number 12. Number 12. Okay, wow. yeah. And, and uh, we, you know, if you've listened to Best Picture Guests before, when we do the movie, we go into the year and some of the stats on the year. And the 80s have been one of the real popular ones for these honorary episodes. For so sure, when yeah. I saw The Princess Bride was coming up, I'm like, oh, God, we're going to double up. I got to go deeper with the step. No, believe it or not, we've done 82 Poltergeist. 85, Back to the Future, 86, Stand By Me, 88, Twins, 89, Roadhouse, 90, Home Alone, and then next week we'll be doing 92, and we've done 93 twice. 87 has not come up, so we got a fresh year here, yes. That's that's almost impossible. It really is crazy. Uh, I guess 83 and 84, Stand Alone is the next ones we're going to have to dabble after, but uh, the year is 1987, and the WWF champion is the immortal Hulk Hogan, who is no stranger to the podcast. We've crossed paths with him. quite a bit, yeah. Yes, in his championship run here in the 80s, as I just mentioned, we did a bunch of these 80s movies. He would face his tallest task as champion, facing off with the star of The Princess Bride, Andre the Giant, at WrestleMania three in Detroit's Pontiac Silverdome. The match is perhaps one of the most famous matches in wrestling history. Our sideline reporter is getting very excited. He wants to stop right in <laughs> I'm here. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, just a little uh, insight into our day. Nicola made the mistake of asking me about like Andre the Giant's WWF career. Yes. And it's just my, I was like following her around the house. <laughs> she was gone, like, giving her everything that went on. And like trying stuff. to close and the then, bathroom door. I'm like, then, okay. Then, I'm like, well, then you see in WrestleMania 7, it was Jake the Snake. You know, it was like. And she, then Andre the Giant did this. And then this year, I'll hold you potties. That makes me so happy. This, okay. So okay, no we're wonder, go- No wonder she's drinking tequila. When we get, <laughs> when we get to the Andre the Giant section of this podcast, we're gonna let uh, we're gonna go let Oz go off and have his 
have his platform as much Andre Giant as he needs here. But uh, the match uh, was at the Pontiac Silverdome, one of the most famous matches in wrestling history. The Hulkster would prevail. However, his four-year run as champ would come to an end in February of the following year as Andre would capture the title amidst a million-dollar controversy. That's a story for another day. Or possibly an hour from now, in, an hour from now when Oz takes the floor. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's funny because... Because I watched wrestling as a kid, but I don't I don't remember as much as as you guys do. I thought Andre the Giant was wrestling, be, like well, I thought he was retired by now, and I thought that he was. I thought like this acting foray was kind of like yeah. post WWF. This is the end of his run ish. Right. Okay. Okay. You know, they, he has the big showdown, and then I think he gets transferred into into um, tag team wrestling and his back was pretty much shot at sure. this point I know okay. even and there's a lot movie. of this movie about yeah the they had issues with that so we'll yeah. get into a, a little more about Andre as we go but in that match Andre wasn't the only uh, star of the silver screen Hulkster has quite the filmography himself Thunderlips Hulk Hogan's filmography includes Rocky 3 No Holds Barred Gremlin, <laughs> Gremlins 2 The New Batch Suburban Commando Mr. Nanny, Thunder in Paradise, Spy Hard, Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain, oh, yeah. and of course Muppets from Space. He also starred in episodes of The Love Boat, The A-Team, Baywatch, Walker, Texas Ranger, and The Goldbergs. I'm sorry, did you, men- did you mention Gremlins too? Uh, I did, you yes. Did. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, did. Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Yes. yes. Got the full name. Nice, nice little cameo there. The 1987 Stanley Cup Finals saw the Wayne, saw Wayne Gretzky and the Edmonton Oilers defeat the Philadelphia Flyers in a tight seven-game series. Coached by Glenn Sather, the Oilers' win was the third for the franchise from Alberta, Canada. Game seven was played on May 31st, which at the time was the latest an NHL Finals had ever ended, a record that absolutely does not stand today. <laughs> We're recording this on May 11th, and the NHL playoffs are still in the first round. So it's, I mean, think it, with, with, um, you know, with the 2020 times going on, I think Everybody's it went into like August, yeah, right? Yeah, that was Series MVP was not an Oiler, though. It was Philadelphia's rookie goalie, Ron Hextall, who became only the fourth player to win the Conn Smythe Trophy from the losing side. In between the sixth and seventh games of the series, the Oilers' forward, Wayne Gretzky, described Hextall as probably the best goaltender I've ever played against in the NHL. That's amazing. Wow. Yes. High praise from the highest of places there. The great one. Hextall would finally win the cup, but not as a player, as an assistant GM and vice president of the LA Kings in 2012. Oilers team included Hall of Famers Glenn Anderson, Paul Coffey, Grant Furr, Wayne Gretzky, Jari Curry, Kevin Lowe, Mark Messier, and Coach Glenn Sater. World leaders time, folks. Oh yes, and as uh, I mentioned... Mr. Banana still around? Let me, uh, <laughs> gotten, let's, not, let's not worry about that. Let's gotten a little about. more comfortable traveling around the world uh, <laughs> these days. We'll see, though. We're going to go some different places. As I mentioned, we've done the 80s quite a bit here, so I don't want to keep uh, mispronouncing the same names. I figured I'd throw in some new sure ones. Sure, as well. We have the Prime Minister of Belgium, Wilfred Martins. We have the Prime Minister of Spain, Felipe Gonzalez. The Prime Minister of Japan was, of course, Yasuhiro Nakasone. Nigeria's military president was Ibrahim Babanigada. Ah, yes. Baban, Babangida. The end of his name is Spanish. Ibrahim, <laughs> Ibrahim Babangida. 
The president of Argentina is Raul Alfosin, and the prime minister of the government of socialist Vietnam was Pham Hung. Country music time, folks. We this is the section where we guess. Oh, I forgot about this. Yes, yeah, I love this section. Guess the meaning of the country song. I give you the title of the song. You guys guess what you think that song is yes. about. Yeah. Well, then we'll look at the lyrics and see who got the closest here. Now, this year... Nicholas the panicking right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's best if you don't... Do not take it that seriously. Yeah. Okay. Best if you don't prepare for this one. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I have no idea. So the winner of this year and the most famous song from this year... We can't really use because the title of the song is basically everything you need to know about the song. And that, of course, would be Love Forever and Ever Amen by Randy Travis. Oh. And All My Exes Live in Texas by George oh. Strait. So that one is pretty straightforward here. That's a roadhouse, he just roadhouse basically, connection. Yeah, that's right. He just lists yeah. the towns and the places where his exes That first reside. song sounds like a snooze fest. Yeah. Um, yes, it's just pretty much about loving someone forever and oh. ever. Amen. Uh, and the last time we heard doing this, it was a Randy Travis song at our Elf episode. And we're going to go with Randy Travis again because he had uh, a second song nominated for Song of the Year. And that's the one we're going to use here. And nominated for Song of the Year, performed by Randy Travis and written by Don Sheets and Paul Overstreet. It is called On the Other Hand. So the name of the song is On the Other Hand. What do we think that this country song is about? Artie, your, the wheel is turning here. I, the Jeopardy music playing. Grandma likes my I have a guess. Okay. I think it's a guy. He's about a guy who hates, who doesn't like his old lady, but on the other <laughs> hand, she does things that that are that he loves. And ooh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like this. That's I like this I where he's going. But very, very good start to this. Joey's looks like he wants to go a little darker with this, so we'll go to Artie first. That's guy, um, he. Uh, he he doesn't want to keep working, but on the other hand, he needs money. <laughs> That's not bad either. That's not bad. That is amazing. You know, That's the steel funny. mill or whatever. But really awesome, <laughs> awesome stuff. The steel um, mill. Nicola, any, any thoughts here? Oh, yeah. I think that um, his wife is no longer attractive, but on the other hand, she's a great cook. Okay, similar to yeah, kind of what yeah. Grant said. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Joey. Oh, no. <laughs> Like there's a guy in a basement. <laughs> he broke like, his hear one, me out. He broke his right hand, so he has to use the other hand. In the middle of torturing. Right. There it is. There it is. He's in the middle of torturing his victim. Uh, I right, want to go light. For once, okay. it's about forgiveness. He's forgiving, and he's trying to put himself in the other person's perspective. Aww. Oh, okay. okay. After all, this is probably about sitting on a beach. I hope it's something right, so like fucking daunting and staying out all night instead of going home. I, I hope it's debating so, whether to stay out. I hope it's so dark. Those are uh, my favorite kind of country songs, the, the beach-related ones. Um, okay, so the, the, the lyrics of this are so absurd. All right, so I, I, I had to read these a couple times because this, this is, is just like, this is so not, this would never be written today. All right, so here we go. Even in, even in country music. Okay, I'm just going to read them verbatim here. On one hand, I count the reasons I should stay with you. And hold you close to me all night long. So many lovers' games I could play with you. And on that hand, I see no reason why it's wrong. But on the other hand, there's a golden band to remind me of someone who would not understand 
On one hand, I could stay and be your loving man, but the reason I must go is on the other hand. So this guy is an asshole. Oh, he's a scumbag. <laughs> what a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and can we just talk about how after all the metaphors we just discussed, he's literally talking about <laughs> It's not even as deep as we thought. It's, it's his figurative it's left hand. Literally. The guy's a piece of hand. shit with his side piece laid with him, and he's like, oh, my left with hand. With his wedding ring. Like, no! <laughs> God, doesn't, you know, she doesn't take it off when he's with her. You know, this oh, is... This, dude. This loving's going real good, but I don't think that she's going to understand yeah. that argument. So I have to come up with a better yeah. one here. Hey, hun. She's a tad younger. He's like, we're having honey, a lot of fun over there. Honey, some, some, Ketchup fights. Some, we're just... Something tells me he's going to have to use the other hand yeah. for himself a little bit. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> a stranger. I have, two, well I have two hands. One is single and one is married to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I only gave you my left hand, dear. Yeah, yeah I think you're right, Grant. He's going to have to get real familiar with, with, his, uh, with both his hands pretty soon now. Um... <laughs> What a piece of shit! Yeah, I tried to give him. One. I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. This is this that is was one... Randy Travis. I need to know who to knock down a few pegs. Yeah, but see, now this is one where this is one where um, the guy not writing the song actually helps him out. Usually, Artie, that makes you think less of them. This one, at least, hey, I didn't write it. I'm just singing it. <laughs> well, all right, I, I, I guess you're gonna have to go after Don Sheets. What's the last Don line Sheets of the song? Because usually, the last line of these songs like undo everything you just heard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, this this one is just this is verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and the last line is but the reason i must go is on the other hand oh yeah no, th- there's there's no so redemption your time here. for three minutes yeah this is like yeah the the women just must have to sit and wait for this guy in his two hands to figure out what's going on here yeah not no no bueno as a lover of country music i cannot co-sign but on the other did, hand um, did the other hand have six fingers Ah, that's that's no, uh, we may have to figure out. Why is it always Randy Travis? Is anyone else making country music in the eighties? Well, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. These these trends here. So the Princess Bride. It was directed by Rob Reiner, <laughs> produced by Norman Lear. The screenplay was written by the legendary William Goldman, based on his book. Uh, music by Mark Knopfler. Cinematography by Adrian Biddle. And I gotta just take a take a second to to highlight Adrian Biddle here, because he's had some some heavy hitters here. Cinematographer of Alien, wow. Also did Thelma oh, wow. Louise, in which he was nominated for an Oscar. This was the director of photography. This, the yeah, yeah. And two big Joey R. tie-ins, I must say. Oh. Joey R. That's right. He photographed one of your selections in the sub fifty tournament, Judge Dredd, and Epic. he photographed a movie that you co-hosted on Below Freezing, Event Horizon. So there you go. Oh, Two shit. Joey R-themed movies there. He has some um, highs and some lows. That's good. <laughs> also, also Willow. He worked with our friend Ron Howard Ron in Howard Willow, Willow, one yeah. of Jay Dowski's favorites there. So, oh. uh, film editing by Robert Layton, who we discussed in our Stand By Me episode. Also did A Few Good Men, Misery, An American President, um, and all the Rob Reiners, and he, he did all the Christopher Guest movies too. So Princess Bride is starring Carrie Ull's Robin Wright, Wallace Shawn, Chris Sarandon, Mandy Patkin, Christopher Guest, Carol Kane, Andre the Giant, Billy Crystal, and of course, Fred Savage. And the rats. And the Muppet rats, yes. <laughs> Nominated for one Oscar. It was for original song, Story Book <laughs> of Love, which we heard in our intro here. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't a... <laughs> Harder, yeah. I thought that was literally like a South Park parody. That's what it sounded like. That's in the end credits. Yeah. 
Yeah, by Willie DeVille there, Storybook of Love. Willie DeVille also wrote songs for Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof and for BPC Honorary Episode and Tournament winner Roadhouse. Storybook of Love did not win the Oscar, however. It lost to another song which has some BPC roots and some issues in the Grant Z chapter of things. It lost to... The Dirty Dancing song, time of time of. Uh, it's a good, time it, of great song, but you don't like the placement. It's a good song. I hate that it, it breaks the reality of the movie. <laughs> it completely right. shatters the reality. Of <laughs> right, the movie. the movie takes place in the fifties, and it's clearly an eighties song. And he's like, and Patrick Swayze is like singing along to it, like, bitch, no, that, yeah. that's not how it works. <laughs> Where's the synth in the fifties? Yeah. I don't respect get... him. Okay, no, I will not. This he's a time bad. traveler. That, <laughs> I believe, that's the Johnny Castle like, when, when, when he leaves, after he gets fired, he leaves. He's wearing sunglasses and like a leather jacket. He looks just like the Terminator. There's, I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he time travels in 1987, gets his tune, then brings it back on the cassette or like a 45. Yeah, yeah. Never felt this way before. It's, it's a we, good, it's a good song. Though. I used to dance around to that song in my room by myself. <laughs> I when did was that? too Recently? yesterday. I did too. Um, yeah, so I, I do want to say one other nominee that year has some some little BPC tie-ins in our in our Oscar talk. Joey Diane Warren's first nomination. Uh, yeah, first, first of thirteen losses wow. was that year. That was her. Give her an year. Oscar. Uh, that was for. Um, Build this thing together, nothing's she gonna stop us now. She's unstoppable. She's Why is so, that song's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Every time Di- Diane catchy. Warren is a hit machine. She's fantastic. She's Dom Mattingly. Just from another planet. Lin, Lin, it's absurd <laughs> that she hasn't won. Lin-Manuel Miranda aspires to be Diane yes. Warren. I think everybody yes. who writes songs yeah. aspires to be. Okay, that's fair. Except Radiohead. (laughs) (laughs) Princess Bride, also nominated for a Writers Guild Award, William Goldman, um, which lost to Steve Martin for Roxanne. I hate that movie. So do I. I've not seen it. It's another adaptation of Cyrano. I can't. I can't stand these movies. Just no, terrible. Okay. I hate that movie so much. Yeah, as a like little Steve kid, Martin I hated it. It's a disturbing image. When Steve Martin has the big nose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that yeah. movie. I don't like that. No, no. no. I, I don't <laughs> like C- pudding. I also don't like Cyrano as like a gimmick. Yeah, I don't either. It's, it's an it's an overdone story. Yeah. It's just yeah. It was nominated for a Grammy for best album of original instrumental background score. Written for a, I'm not talking. <laughs> <laughs> written for a motion picture or television. Yes, I don't know if they still give that award out. There has to be a way to turn that down. That's <laughs> the best score. Yeah, best right. Score just, on uh, TV soundtrack or, score, right? Yeah, that's best score of TV or film. Best background score of fairy tales <laughs> in modern times. Not in the IMDb 250, surprisingly enough. It's an even 8.0, so kind of like just on the outside. I think some of the 8.1s actually yeah. find their way in there, but 8.0 doesn't do it. $16 million budget grossed. About thirty million, so not not. It was, a, kind, of, it was kind of a flop. Yeah, kind of it a flop. Kind of it made flop. money, but not. Uh, this not was a, a big home hit. video cult classic. Yeah, thing. this 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 found its this found its footing yeah. later on. They speak a lot in, about just how they didn't know how to market it. Mm. And they botched the marketing. Yeah. And how do you market this? Yeah. exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. If you advertise it as just like a straight up romance, you're going to confuse a lot of people. But it's, it's not but it's that. Like, but how do you like, get the comedy? Like, but you can't it's... advertise it as like a Mel Brooks movie because it's not that either. It's something in between. It's like yeah, but it's like it's like it's a solid comedy. It is a fantasy movie. It is a romance movie. 
but it's like equally all of those things. Right. Just throw uh, just uh, put Andre the Giant and write the Princess Bride. Yeah, well, I want to throw this out here, guys. This is a conversation we've had before. I'm sure we'll have it again. And I just want to throw a theory out there. The title, and we talked about this with the best years of our lives, The Princess Bride. It's a bad title. I don't know that the title works. I know myself. I stayed away from it for a while because I thought it was The Princess Diaries with Anne Hathaway. Um, That's a good movie. You know, that is a good movie. I, I thought it was the one with Amy Adams, where she's a princess in the real world, Enchanted. 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 That's what I thought it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think the, the title does as much of a disservice as The Best Years of Our Lives does. No, but I think it limits the audience. Yeah. Because I think if you mm-hmm. don't know what it is... Because it just seems, it seems like... It seems to be like, kids, it seems kids like, like a fairy like tale. A, a, well, it is, yeah. If this is like 1987, you don't have like the benefit of the internet to really figure out what things are. So if you're looking at the title... Sounds like a unicorn movie. Like if, I, if you're like, <laughs> you know, so... Well, it's kind of... That is built into the movie a little bit because the point of it is it's like this little kid who thinks he's cool. He'd rather play his, you know, his... His um, Nintendo. His, his, his what's hard, it called? The, hardball. Uh, the Hardball. And the, the Commodore, Commodore 64. 64. Yes. Mm-hmm. Dude, um, when this movie started, I was like, am I watching the right movie? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> but it's, you know, the kid The kid thought he was too cool for it. And then, and then, they, yeah, then he got enraptured in it. Yeah. yeah, so I think that maybe just trying to be a little too smart. Murder by that. Pirates, that's cool. I, that. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do love that aspect of the movie. It's... Because everyone thinks about, like, oh, it's 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 um, what's Wesley and, and Princess Buttercup and all that stuff. But, like, the idea of the kid and his grandfather bonding over this. Love the yeah. sports it's so, kid. It's so yeah, great. they framed it really it's nice. So totally great. dug the framing yeah. of us. And like I the, agree. End, and the, yeah. ending, the ending is pitch perfect. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nailed it. And, yeah. And, you know, I mean, this is, this is just the personal our demographic you know the nostalgia of being in that Fred Savage room like the oh, the, 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 the video game and the you know the, the, the sports the jersey. Jersey. you felt like yeah. you're in your old room as yep. a kid yeah. I'll tell you as a first watch I felt like Fred Savage because I was like alright this is just straight romance what's like happening kissing. here I was like, it's, it's a, a kissing, kissing movie and I'm like what's going on he's like the, the grandma's like just sit tight I'm like alright I am like come on get going <laughs> keep your shirt on I really felt like Fred Savage and then by the end I felt like him too so <laughs> yeah, but it, it is just stated again was not a, a big hit in the box office, and I just want to just for reference sake, this is Reiner's next movie after Stand by Me. So Stand by Me is right before this. Princess Bride was about twice as expensive as Stand by Me, and grossed yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and and grossed half as much. So so Stand by uh, Stand by Me is on an eight million dollar budget and grossed almost sixty mil. Yeah, and versus the sixteen million dollar budget, who grosses thirty mil. But so. it's also a lot easier to to. Advertise Stand By Me. Yeah, it's it's, right. very, it's very much yep. like this is what the movie coming is. of age. Tax Stephen King on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so where do we we start what about with those two movies in a row? Though, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, talk, yeah. we'll talk about his run later, man. Yes, yeah. he was I, on fucking fire. I just yeah. out of the gate, out of the gate, mm. on fire. I just want to say that South Park made me have no respect for Rob Reiner. Oh, the cigarettes! <laughs> just the whole character. He's yeah. like constantly shoveling cheeseburgers into his mouth. <laughs> Talking yeah, about that, that period is like kind of where Rob Reiner's not really doing movies anymore, and he's just kind of going on. He's um, a voice. The point, yeah, is, he's going on for for principles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I, South Park gave me a perspective of him, and then I like I don't want to change it. And watching this, I'm like, that's fucking guy. Like, Dude, but, but like, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. Good. We'll, we'll talk about the movies that he's that he directed. And, and they're good. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, right? it's, yeah. A, it's a, it annoys me that so, I changed so, my opinion. But then he tried to like be, so, you know, he tried to be like, oh, listen Wait, to me, guy. And his, yeah, his you first, get preachy. And that's what South Park does. He takes you down a yeah. path. His first 15 years in the industry were just 
gangbusters. Yeah. Oh, Absolute yeah. gangbusters. Yeah. yeah. And he's funny in New Girl. He was yeah. funny. He was, yeah, I liked him in Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, too. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Is he the dad? Yeah. $50,000 on signs, Jordan! <laughs> what, he's cured cancer? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. They cured cancer. That's why they were so expensive. You know what? Yeah, I have a question. I Because I asked my, my wife this. Now, Nicola, I want to ask you this. Yes. Carrie Ellis in this movie, Smash or Pass? Oh, my God. Smash. Okay. Yeah. Holy Cause, shit. Because Katie, Katie was a pass. Really? Is it a great hair? Was it a great hair? I'm so jealous of the hair. I don't know. Was it the mustache? I don't know. He was so. I mean, handsome. clearly she likes like I mean, burlier men. I mean, must <laughs> I mean, I'm a smash. What are we talking here? Yeah, yeah, I'd say I, smash. Right. I we, we, should put, we should put a poll up on a poll up on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> also, he's a farm boy, which mm. is like so hot. As you wish. As you wish. As you wish. Yeah, I love a man who says that. As you wish. Um, no, he's very attractive. <laughs> okay. Actually, and I don't usually like blondes, so. There you go. The, must, the mustache is back too. That that uh, yeah, no, that no, fashion. That, the, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like, like that. that. Yeah, well, there, it's out there. Yeah. I don't like this post this post modern like look now. Where they well, they have like this and mullets. Yeah, and mullets. Yeah, Fuck all that. all all Carrie needed was people a mullet. are going to like people. This hair is amazing. Like kids, kids are going to look shit. back like in like twenty years, like looking back and it's like, what the fuck was I thinking? Much I, like anyone who grew up in the early nineties. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I never realized that he was like in a role similar. To Robin Hood men in tights. Oh, he's a, oh, that's, yeah. the reason, that's the reason why he was in there. Yeah, that's, that's how he got, got Robin Hood. Yeah. It, it makes the casting in Robin Hood men in tights so much better. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and listen, Robin Wright ages very, very well too mm. in this one. Oh, she's yes. a, she is a beauty. She in, is. In she's this. Little freckles on her nose, like she's beautiful. Uh, no, you're not into not into Robin Wright already. Huh? She was a Ryan. I don't know. Something about her seems unholy. Was it her personality? It's her face a bit. Mm. She just seems. I, I think. I think she's very. Pretty. She's not. Really, she's not not really my. Yeah, I think she. I think she's. I think she's pretty. Yeah, well, I think she's beautiful. Um, I'm in on all Age three. Well. All three chapters of of Robin Wright. Same. Whether it's this Jenny and Forrest yeah. Gump, Nude behind or uh, or House of Cards. Robin Wright. Yeah. I'm in on all three. Yeah. All three uh, generations of, of Robin I, Wright. I am right there with you. Yeah, big no, fan. Mikula, Mandy Patinkin. Smash or pass? He's in, in, in Indigo Matoya. Oh, oh, smash. <laughs> <laughs> Only with that haircut, though. Also, right? the mustache. I'm like, let's yeah. keep going with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Wallace, the Giant. Wallace Shawn. The tequila, it's the loose lips. Yeah, absolutely. But definitely smash. Um, As you wish. <laughs> yeah, the, I gotta say that just that, sh- the shot of the three of them from the horse. Yeah, it's great. You know, we're three circus performers. Is there it's a town staged, nearby? It's staged really well. Yeah. Cinematography's awesome. Fantastic. It really is super strong. Awesome. And that one shot, I think, was my favorite shot of the, of the movie. Just kind of just... different humans. Yeah, and just Small, in the middle of the woods. Yeah. It's yeah. just kind they, of jarring. They, they look like Russian nesting dolls. <laughs> <laughs> and they're very... And they're, what is a Russian nesting doll? It's the things doll? inside that get smaller every time. <laughs> oh, God. A doll, they, they doll, <laughs> the angle, it's all perfect. Yeah, shot yeah. And, and listen, the setup here is just, I'm always all in for this. Like, where the guy has to get through three stages of something. It's you like know, a video game. Yeah, it's fantastic. The rope, the, the climbing the rope up the, uh, oh, up the, the, the climbing rope is, the, the, the visuals of that is so funny. When it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's no legs. A harness. <laughs> no one uses their legs yeah. at all. <laughs> all over the like, come on. <laughs> it's great. Well, Andre's been yelled at. Yeah, face to face. The there is like 
there is overt cheesiness in this that I just absolutely love. It's so yeah. campy at times. It works. And it's, it's so just like, fun. Where they're just like, yeah, just no like legs dangling, just that, on a harness. Right after saying nobody could, it's going to take him hours because nobody could climb it. Yeah. And then it's just him flying up the rope That's with great. just his arms. You know what? It, I wasn't even phased by it because Artie, me and you this week watched Speed 2. Oh. Uh, for, wow. you, were, you were on uh, uh, 25, 52 coming up episode for Speed 2 uh, with Adam. And Jason Patrick, the entire movie, is just gripping wet surfaces and pulling himself up from the <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's got fans. So He's I, like I, Spider-Man. I was, yeah, I was, I was trained for this movie. <laughs> also, it was the, they were called the Cliffs of Insanity, and they yes. quite easily made it. It looked like the freaking ice wall in Game of Thrones. Yeah, definitely right. inspired yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. The second they kidnap her, I'm like, wow, they're dark, and they're on the, the pirate boat. I'm like, all right, this is kind of interesting. Once they start climbing the rope, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. And... <laughs> The movie really takes off when that first interaction between Inigo and Wesley, Wesley occurs. Oh, yeah. oh I could have watched that for two hours. The chatty the duel. That's my that's my scene of the movie. In, Inigo's Inigo's uh, temperament in that is is like it reminded me of in Django Christopher Waltz's character. I mean, in Glorious Bastards, Waltz's character. He's like yeah. happily talking about doing something really awful. Yeah, loved it. Awesome. I, I totally worked. I love the back and forth. Though. You seem a decent fellow. I hate to kill you. Yeah. You seem and, a decent fellow. I hate to die. And, 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 <laughs> and they're, like, they're, they're comparing notes on fighting yep. styles as yeah. they're going. He's like, oh, well, I would use this method. But like, yeah, but I feel like this method. And they're all legit methods from the Last 14th to 15th century. Are they really? Yeah, That's they're all like awesome. legit. Fighting techniques for fencing. Oh. That's some bad news. I also am not a lefty. <laughs> yeah. oh, I know something you don't know. There's one one of my favorite. It, this isn't my core of the movie, but this is an this is an exchange that I absolutely oh. loved. Where Wesley does like the the gymnastics flip. Yeah. He does like the the oh, footloose yeah. Kevin Bacon thing, and um, and, and he goes like, "Who are you?" He says, "I'm no one of consequence. I must know." Well, get used to disappointment. And he goes, like, <laughs> and he was just like. Okay. <laughs> so like, like when you talk to somebody that's like so self-serious, you're just like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Now, Artie, I gotta say too, you are um, are very outspoken about being a big fan of the tilde. The tilde. The tilde over the end. Yeah. And the tilde. Uh, and yeah, and uh, uh, in in you go. Proudly, is, there, yeah, is there a tilde proudly, on it? Right there. Oh, in you go. In you go. I didn't know. Do they pronounce it that in, way? He says, he says yeah. Yeah. Now you will. Now you will shame anyone who pronounces it wrong for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, there's a tilde. You guys know there's a tilde, right? <laughs> <laughs> he says in you go Montoya. Okay. Yes. It's hard to understand. He, he, has, he, has a, he has a Spanish flair to his boy. Uh, exactly. He's Spanish. Yeah, he's great. I've spoken before about how I'm now fully on team subtitles. This is a movie to have something between yeah yes. b- between uh, Inigo and Andre. I mean, you need you just need okay. subtitles. I don't even know what the sound what <laughs> yeah. what orifice the sound Andre makes comes out of. It's like his ears, want, his nose, and his mouth all at once. Surely, charm. He's somewhere below bass. You know, he's in the, yeah. the lowest uh, the lowest form of, uh, of register of register. Yeah, we've already moved past the ship. I just wanted to just just throw out there the um, yeah. the eels. Oh, that's great. Um, oh, yeah, and. I, I loved the storytelling technique yes. of him not quite remembering where he left well, off. That was great. Just, just a little reminder of the framing device and, and all that. Just, really, really, just really even, fun charm there. Just even the part where he stops, he's like, she doesn't die at this part. It's like, you seem kind of nervous. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and like, you know, if like, say like, say like, if like Maddie's watching it, all of a sudden you're watching it as a kid and you're nervous, he's there to reassure you as an audience yeah. that she's fine, that she'll be okay. It's just like, yeah, it's, just, it's, just a, it's such a cool thing and it also shows that like, 
it also shows the grandkids' engagement, how he's kind of bought in immediately. Not yeah. just kissing movie. Yeah, it's great. The duel is fantastic. The the climbing up of the styrofoam of the rocks. cliff with yeah, with the styrofoam like, rocks. Like- that stuff's a lot of fun. Just it's uh, when he's like, oh, I can throw you a rope, but I'm waiting to kill you. Oh, that would affect our relationship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I no saw- stuntman in that that uh, that scene with the dueling. Either. No, it's all that's, them. That's, that's them. I, I love, love that. to see that. The sword yeah. plays great, and 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 that's something I miss a lot in action movies now. Where not too many action movies do this. Where like it's a wide shot. And you get like a good amount of action. It's not just like these fast cuts. Like fast, yeah, the fast cuts. And it's just, yeah. and, and it, you have no perspective, and you no. have no credit. Like you get to the watch actors. these guys going up and down. It's, great. And sw- it's like, really it's, impressive. It's really engaging. Doesn't scene. like Humperdinck come back and he's like, "What does he say?" He's like, "Oh, there was a fight here." Oh, and he, he does walks a little through, dance, and, he, and he's like, he goes through the steps. He knows exactly yes, yeah. how it broke down. He's, he's like, like, "Oh, he did this." And then he's he did a tracker. This. Now, to contrast, Speed Two literally cuts between <laughs> Jason Patrick and the stunt double, and then back to Jason Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> It's, listen, I just, it's not seamless. Listen, you can see I, the scene. I just watched. I just watched Face Off for Rewind Twenty Five. The when the boat crashes at the end. The, but just everything, uh, everything with the stunts, the overt stuntmen in Face Off is so off-putting. When we were younger, we paused Face Off when the boat hits at the end and they're yeah. airborne. There are just two different guys just, flying. It's like it's like the like only sunny episode. Even even in the beginning where Nicolas Cage gets like blown away by the, the engine and he gets thrown into the, the fence. Something completely different. Yep. But let, we're not talking about face off. So let, let's, let's get back. <laughs> you will soon enough though. I know. I know. At length. Uh, moving into the, the Andre the Giant stage of this. Oh. Um, Andre Andre's great in this movie. He's great. He really oh, he's awesome. is. Um, he's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, he he really is. Sweet yeah. is a great way to put it. It, it, it. You love him. You love You want to give him a big hug. But he, he, the, there's enough of a threat there too, because where you're like, he's, 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 he's just yeah. throwing boulders at you. Yeah, I could have hit you. I believe you. And this is the second honorary episode here where we've had a wrestler inserted into an acting role. We had in, in Roadhouse Terry Funk, Terry Funk <laughs> and just in this role that has a lot of lines a for, for a wrestler, you know, who's been in nothing else, you know. Um, <laughs> he for th- didn't train him how to use guns. Both, both <laughs> directors directed their wrestlers well. Yeah. Yeah, Rowdy. Well, I, uh, I, I think Reiner deserves way more credit because of how big his role is. It was annoying sure. me that Andre the Giant was so not. Sta- he wasn't standing he was, out as shitty. He was like, I was like, this is credit to the damn director. Very there, 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 there was a there was a there was a charm and a charisma to him. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's very loose. It was just yeah. like Andre the Giant. Like, he was, yeah. It was just like this this huge guy from Greenland. There's a story. Rob Reiner taped all his words. Like every scene, like they went through the scenes with like all his lines and had him just walk around listening to it all day wow. to like get his lines. That as he as he wrecked, wrecked up a forty thousand dollar bar tab at the hotel that they're staying at. <laughs> I guess there's a couple of words on on Andre the Giant. Obviously, a legend within the uh, within the wrestling world. He's that he's like a like Wade Boggs, uh, in, just oh, known just, for yeah. being a, just an insane oh. partier. Consumption. Um, yes, yeah, yeah just a, a, a real a, a master of decadence, you know, where it was in debauchery. Um, a real uh, a real ladies' man too. Oh yeah, um, there was okay, a lot Ryan. of people, yeah. a lot of people oh, smashing. Nicholas <laughs> 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 well, passing. Yeah, many, many chose to smash. He is French, but I'll pass. It doesn't seem comfortable. <laughs> no, it doesn't it seem like it'd be a comfortable lay. No, no, yeah. no, thank you. <laughs> kind of no, a thank you. kind of a sad story there with Andre, just a true real life giant, and you know, died died too young. 
Your body can't handle that. Handle. And he hurt yeah. his back during filming or before his back filming back surgery. His back was right? just destroyed. Yeah. So yeah. they had, like, even for this fight scene, they had to build ramps so Wesley d- could get on there without actually hanging on him. Yeah, and I was mm. reading that it was kind of like they wanted to cast someone like him because they figured he would be busy, you know, wrestling or doing these other things, and they cast him because he was hurt. That's what I heard because he was hurt. He, he couldn't, couldn't do wrestle. anything else almost. He was available. Right? Yeah, because yeah, he was available. They, they looked wrestle. at Schwarzenegger years earlier. But they made it work. Liam Neeson came in. Yeah, just plenty of stories it's of him on the road just honest. being miserable on planes, miserable in hotels, like, not being able to fit the worst, Especially like 1980s airplanes too. Oh, yeah. But just like, how do you there's... fit in the world when you're that big? Like, yeah. I'm uncomfortable on planes. Yeah. I can't even imagine being his size. Yeah. Yeah, uh, passed away at age forty six too. It's very that's sad, and and you know one yeah, of those. I mean, is, that's shortly after the movie too, just a few years later. Because I, I think wasn't so. he in his forties in the movie? Uh, he passed away in nineteen ninety three. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah, six years, six years, years later. later. His nickname was the eighth, the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah, yeah sure. Andre. That's yeah, there it is. The Andre the Giant shirt. Yeah, and we have him very clocking cool. in at seven four five hundred twenty pounds. Wow, oh boy. That's it. <laughs> she thinks smash. Smash. <laughs> Since you put it that way, <laughs> that's it. <clears throat> Andre the Not Small Giant, a small five forty, taken out by his real life wrestling finishing move. There, the uh, the I love that so much. Oh god, yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> well, we do have a nitpick zone later on if you want to. <laughs> but I, I, was, I was reading about this stuff and. So um, there was a, um, I guess, an anecdote that Carrie Ellis was saying that he he rang up a, he rang up a forty thousand dollar bar tab while filming this movie at the at the hotel that they're staying at. Whoa! He was drinking something called the American, which is <laughs> all right. Uh, this is what this is in the words of, of Carrie. He says forty ounces of various liquors poured into a pitcher. I've never tasted airplane fuel. But I imagine it's very close to what that must that must taste like. Wow. Well, now it's called a Long Island iced tea. But <laughs> it's like it's like uh, I remember because he, he, he tried it. Carrie tried it, and he remembered coughing a lot. And Andre was drink, drinking it like water. Oh my Ooh. god! It's basically a fish bowl for Andre the Giant. Yeah, forty wow. ounces of various liquors. Well, he would drink cases of wine a night. Like yeah, he like. Would... 20 bottles of wine. It was like, like cases of beer. Dinner. Yeah. yeah. You would, would drink like four bottles with Here's dinner. It. So let's segue to Carrie Yules. Do we uh, buy him as a lead in this? We've already gone over I, the Smasher Pass, but do I we think, buy him I think it works perfectly. Yeah, I think this fits him. I think he does a really good job. I personally felt watching it that Inigo was the lead. I thought I thought it, I mean, Inigo he's, outperformed. He's, he's missing a, a large chunk of it, but his return is um, is very palpable, though. Like he, he yeah, takes he, over he, the movie. Yeah, there's something missing in that section when the when the the swamp scene ends, mm-hmm. and when we were reintroduced to Andre and, and Inigo. That section right there, there's that's that. That represents a void in the movie for me. There's a lull there. I know we talked about how fast-paced the movie was. Yeah. There is that one section there where I kind of found myself looking around. I'm like, oh, right. Well, I, what's going on? I don't remember this part of the movie. This is it, – there's just – it's a lull. And then when we get Andre and you go back, then you're, I'm kind of re-energized. and like, all right, yeah, let's yeah. get back and, and go get him there. <laughs> that was just – that was my experience. No, I, 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 I think uh, Carrie Elwes does a fantastic job with this. And he, play, mm-hmm. he, plays, the, uh, he plays the role pitch perfectly. Just, he just he – get, he gets the – the humor of it perfectly. He gets the romance part of it perfectly. I think he understands the assignment. Yeah, there's a um, there's a humble arrogance to him. I know there's that's a double uh, yeah, no, a, it, no, it's but double absolutely, it, phrase it, it, there. It is, but it, it's an it's an arrogance that comes with respect. Yeah, your, people, your intelligence people, truly is impressive. That, 
Yeah. Well, people so, that deserve respect. Right. Yeah. But I, I think also the fact that him and Robin Wright had really strong chemistry helped. I think he did pretty good. He's funny in the parts that require him to be funny, but like at the end when he's talking to Humperdinck, he's he's conveying emotion. To the to the pain? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's good. I said I have a, a Carrie Hill story. I just got to throw this one out here. Yep. Um, this will be, you know, this will be the, the extent of, of the Saw content here. But uh, our friend who lives out in, in Denver had a, a bit of an encounter with, with, old, with old Carrie. Oh, no, um, there was, he had a, a place outside his apartment in, in downtown Denver where there were book signings from mm. time to time. And he happened yeah, to have the yeah, day yeah. off. Yes. And yeah. Carrie, uh, Carrie Ills had a, I guess, yeah, had, a book out. Book. Yeah. had a book signing. So he goes, hey, you know what? I'm going to go down there and meet him. Um, he did not purchase the book. He did not bring uh, his Princess Bride poster. He brought his Saw DVD <laughs> down. And, and when I say the Saw DVD, I mean the raw dog disc. Like the <laughs> disc down With and waited online. Case. Without the case. Just the raw dog disc. Smudge what an animal. <laughs> so, <laughs> so our buddy Tom shows up. Waits online, stands out, waits online, gets up to Carrie and says... He's holding a raw disc. I'm a serials and hands him the raw dog disc. Carrie looks at him, stares yeah. at him, and puts his hand up like this, shooing him away. Wow. Refused to sign it, asked him to leave the line, and asked him to go. Well, even Carrie almost thinks saw some. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's what needless to say, our friend Tom's not a big Carrie fan at this point. You can make the argument that maybe Tom was in the wrong there. I'm not. I'm not quite sure, but yeah, he once once was you disgusted by the raw dog saw disc. The second you said he had an encounter with Carrie, Carrie, yeah. Carrie I was like, there's no way this was a chance. He has too many of these chance encounters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bumped into you know Mark Cuban. It's like you didn't bump into Mark Cuban. You're stalking him, <laughs> <laughs> and you found him. Us. <laughs> Did I miss the Robin Hood Men in Tights talk yet? Uh, you were, we're, we're there right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is mostly, I'm just going to talk to Artie now, even though there's like 10 people here. That's fine. <laughs> this is mean. That's fine. Um, this will be the second time we're talking about Robin Hood Men in Tights, because we talked about it during Tom Jones. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oddly. That's right. And did this movie, Princess Bride, ever so slightly remind you of Tom Jones a little bit? Uh, I never thought of it when I was watching okay. it. No, I didn't yeah, think yeah, of it when I, I was watching it. I didn't get either. either. Yeah. Where, where was it? Uh... I had just like the scenery, I guess. Like, yeah. It kind of looked... Well, both filmed in England too. Yeah. Yeah. Both filmed in England. Yeah. I think there's only only one scene done in LA, Joey. Scene. Yeah, the last yeah. scene done in LA. Everything else was done in England. Uh, but Oz, while you're here, we just talked Andre the Giant. Oh, um, okay. the, just your yeah. your floor here. Yeah, uh, talks right. on Andre. No, all kidding aside, I, he's great in this movie. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Like he's super charismatic, and you know, besides the uh, the physical uh, nature of him, he's, he's, <laughs> and, yeah. and, the, and the sound of his voice. The sound of his voice. But he's just like a likable guy. Where does he fit in the um, the zeitgeist of, of WWE history? See, it's hard to tell because when like WWF was getting big, he was almost like at the end mm. kind of thing. Even at this time, he was pretty much at the end. But oddly, this movie was like fall of 1987, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Fall of 1987. Yeah. Like six months before that was the, the big WrestleMania with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Russell yeah. he was the bad guy. Yeah, which is like weird, you know. Yeah, although like, he's the torch passer, he is a yeah. technically a bad guy in yeah. this, as far as like how he's introduced. So yeah. he kind of wins the crowd back over. It's like a- 
good bad guy. A good bad guy, yeah. 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 He's on the bad side, technically. He's got reasons to be over there, though, right? Was he in debt? What was what was with him? I think I think he just got employment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think he just I think he's a good guy that just got yeah, hired, hired by, by a bad uh, guy. Right. Yeah, Vincini hired him. Yeah, he was always hyped up as such a legend to me growing up that it was kind of while he wasn't on screen while I was watching as like a seven or eight year old. I mean, he had he had but he built he moved built on the foundation at that point. He built the foundation and he was always. Yeah. Referenced, and you yeah, always yeah. looked, you know, and there was always and images of yeah. of him and, and Hogan looking up to him because Hogan was always the six four, yeah. you know, stud. For him, like to look up at Andre like that, that's like that such a such iconic. A, an iconic image there. Um, and it was just one of those you just always assumed that Andre the Giant was like the champion for a million years yeah. until Hogan beat him. But he literally was only the WWF champion for one day. Yeah, he yeah. held the title for one day, that's and that shit. was it. But this, the didn't, Indies, need the, didn't need the belt, pal. Didn't need no. the belt. Didn't, didn't need the belt. No. Could that belt fit fit around his waist? No. Probably no. not. Yeah. More over his shoulder. Where Could it, it fit around his bicep? Like <laughs> <laughs> I think Yokozuna was the other one who couldn't wear the belt yeah. around yeah. his waist. He was just a shoulder. But no, the, the Andre stories in the territories are wild. Like Go, just I'm him, sure. just what they paid that, him. Uh, that HBO documentary yeah, is amazing. It's fantastic. There's it's an HBO documentary on, on oh, Andre Long. It's a must oh, watch. I gotta, I gotta check it. That's Oz's recommend for the episode. That is And again, I'll recommend the Wonder Years again. For the second time. All right. Uh, see yeah. you guys later. Have fun. All right. This <laughs> There's Pam Oliver. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you wanted me to go into the double ref thing when he won the belt and the brothers and all that. We'll leave that for another time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Mikola, going in, you kind of really had little idea of what the movie's about or anything with it. Did you know Andre the Giant was in it? No. No, I knew um, Inconceivable. Like, yes, like, that's oh, we're, and we're going there next. Actually, we're going there next. That is, that is zeitgeist. Yeah. Maybe, no, yeah. maybe I did know that Andre the Giant was in I just know it from like pop culture. Yeah, well, that's yeah, kind of, that's kind of yes, going to be my next uh, question. I love is, you, man. Get to what yes. what, yeah, what exactly. of pop culture did you know of Andre the Giant? Was it um, was it the Andy Warhol kind of poster? No, I just or was know it, who he is. I have no yeah. idea where. Maybe it is from the movie. I just knew who he was. Yeah. It might be from your husband. Probably, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Through osmosis. Well done. I gotta remember that. Too punny. We're up to uh, Wallace Shawn and the glasses of wine here. Um, Battle of Wits. This, for me, was like I watched it yesterday. You know, And, and I think oh. I have seen this scene alone a couple times. It's a standout since, scene, yeah. Yeah, really, there's something even about the lighting of this scene where it's, you're just... It looks great. Yeah, this is the... The highlight mark of the whole movie, um, the the quick dialogue, yeah. the charm of the of both of them, the the contempt they have for each other, but the chemistry they have at the same yeah. time oh is really God. something. The idea that he calls, he's like, he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm brilliant. He's like, he's like, oh really? He's like, yeah, you know, so- Socrates, Plato, Plato. <laughs> yeah, morons. <laughs> <laughs> that is such like. I think that was my first laugh out loud by myself moment. It's in the movie so funny. I, like, laughed, yeah. Yeah, and I have to say, I mean, I'm not really going out on a huge limb here, but this is my quote of the movie. Yeah. Inigo Montoya, in response to the last inconceivable, as you said, is, you keep using that word, I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. uh, just, I mean, That's that, my that, quote of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. The, most the quote yeah. is bigger than the movie. Oh, it so really is. It's, yeah. it's, huge. it's been reused, it's done out there a million times. It is just... Yeah. It's so smart, and it's like there's so many times where you want to say that to someone in your life who just keeps it, right? They're just beating yeah. you over the word, and that's it's that like, I don't think that that means what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> that's also my quote. Yeah, and I think we'll analyze that later in the Twitter questions. Do you buy what goes on here with the poison and the whole 
Does this work for you? Does yeah. The, yeah. Oh, I'm all in. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll address a, I'll address a little, a little bit in the nitpick zone. Okay. All right. Maybe like, we'll save it because I, yeah. I have some parts of this too. Yeah. This is going to be another one of those where my scene of the movie is also my main focus of the nitpick. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, and that usually is the sign. It, it's very. It's, but overall, overall, yeah, I buy it. It's usually the sign of a great movie oh, yeah. when, like, the thing that you want to nitpick is also your favorite, favorite thing, thing about yeah. the movie. Yeah. yeah, it's usually a good quality. That is definitely my favorite scene of the movie because I knew that when you laugh out loud to something, when you're by yourself, you know. Australia. Something. Yes. Yeah. And it's it, 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 the you're pacing so, of the back. Like, like, yeah. Are you? Are you? Are you finished? Not remotely. <laughs> Wait till I get going. <laughs> He really, you have a dizzying he, intellect. Would you yeah. like it going? Yeah, he Robert it. Shaw's it. He goes yeah. for it. Ten yes, out of ten. Yes. Blinking I, red. You I truly still, have a dizzying yeah. intellect. I still, yeah. I still, lo- I love it that he's he's Rex from Toy Story. Yeah, I absolutely love that's that. amazing. Yeah, doesn't he say it. inconceivable in Toy Story? He probably does. <laughs> I'm sure he does. And while Sean had a nice run with his other other movie, Clueless. Clueless. Yes, yeah. right. And he's the uh, the teacher. He's the yeah. teacher. Mr. Hall. Set up. Oh. Mr. Hall. He is also the guy who goes changing five hundred in Vegas, Vegas vacation. <laughs> That's right. He was your recast in the Lost Weekends, Artie. You you put it, you had him as the uh, the, the code co- exchange the co- guy. Check guy. Yes. There must oh. be regulations. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> Vegas perfect. vacation yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was a classic okay. classic recast. A Godfather esque death scene too, where he's <laughs> mid sentence just it just kills over. Yes. Boom, keels over. Yeah, and and there's that as he's um, dying laughing. Mid laugh. Yeah. Laughing. Perfect timing with the whole thing. Can we, you want to keep going on this scene? Go, oh, yeah. What do you guys say? Go. She knows it's Wesley the whole time. You think Does she? I, don't I think didn't she get does. that. She pushes him down the hill and he has the mask on as he's falling. But he says, as you wish. That's when she finds out. Yeah. That's, that's when, when she figures yeah. She says, as you wish, and then she realizes that's when she jumps. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't know. No, she doesn't says, know what she's as you wish. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's what gave it away. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So she, yeah, she doesn't know. Moving into the forest here, guys. This, um, this, the fire the swamp. Fire swamp? Yeah. And we're going to die. You only say that because everyone else has. Yeah. We remind. Because no one else has done it. We remind everyone that there is a nitpick section at the end where we talk about things. I might, I might dabble a bit here in this. In the this fire scene. swamp, uh, but... yeah, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll have a little, uh, we'll have a little um, a battle of the wits later. Then I guess. Um, <laughs> I love the set design here. Oh, um, the set design overall, just and really, everything really is great. Incredible. But, incredible. but boy, is this is this to me is like the perfect scenery at the perfect juncture of the runtime like you needed you needed something to break apart the two sections of this movie because break from green and you got such you got out of such a high spot and it's it's tough for a movie when the best scenes are in the at the conclusion of the first half hour of a 90 minute movie because you do have that hour left and you do have to keep people going and if you're going to transition you can't just transition you need to do it through something like a like a swamp forest like this and I really liked how they did that here. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, any other thoughts um, on, on this, what, this what, section? What I love about this is that there's an immediate uh, setup and, a, and an immediate payoff within this scene where Wesley knows, like, he realizes what the trick is with these, you know, these, fire, right. these fireballs that pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he uses that knowledge to defeat the, the rat. Yes, yeah, and it just—it's just like it really—it's a really quick setup, and, and it shows how that. competent he is again. It just yeah. keeps building right. on his confidence. That made him very sexy to me. He's <laughs> <laughs> a guy that will take care of you. My husband went upstairs, so I can talk about this now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was super confident in the way he was like calming her down and everything. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. We do also see 
at the end of the scene that he doesn't just it's kind of really the first part of the movie where he doesn't have complete control over everything too where the uh, the, the giant rodents kind yeah, of yeah. Yeah. it does a number on him when, when, the, when the rodent when the rodent of a usual size tackles him I explode I don't think there's anything to worry about and and just, I just yeah. can't fucking handle that scene you didn't see them in the background he, he was yeah. reassuring Buttercup yeah All right. right and the crunching of his skin while it's gnawing into yeah. him and it was like kind of quiet there wasn't a lot of background music it was they just let you st- they like, let you be a little uncomfortable with it was which uncomfortable is fun. that's why yeah. I was nervous that Maddie your daughter watched it because I was a little scared this movie has a lot of tones and and different moods that it goes through and it works it, they it all blend really yeah. well. But they're all drastic. Like, this is like a horror scene kind well, of. That, that yes. scene, too, is very scary. Yeah. Like, this yes. is, like, this reminded me of in um, Never Ending Story, the wolf scene. Ooh, yeah. You know, that shit scared me. It was traumatizing. I, don't, I didn't make it past that part of the movie a lot of the time. I don't think I've ever seen a movie since that because I was so scared of that movie. <laughs> the flying <laughs> dog scared me. I swore a movie. Oh, yeah, like, it terrified um, me, the flying dog. Yeah, I, I have some thoughts on this that we'll go back to <laughs> I, a little later. Uh, but Artie, I like the Never Ending Story. <laughs> I definitely had instant thoughts of never ending story yeah. in the scene, yeah. Um I love the uh the lightning sand. I like that they didn't call it, I like that they didn't call it quicksand. They call it lightning yeah, sand. Me too. And because like <laughs> I don't even know how they did it. Like just the mechanics of building that is just amazing. It had to be like a trap door with sand uh, yeah, and yeah. It, unbelievable. Did any of you uh, out didn't any of you guys also have a fear of quicksand when you were younger? Yeah, irrational. It does not exist. Quicksand does not exist. Prove it. By the way, no, it's like as, wet sand. As it, it, as you see it, in, as that. you see it in cinema, it does well, not exist. Oh, what's yeah. that long movie that you, guys you know what's a podcast far... on that, that were there? Lords of Arabia. Lord, yes. Yeah. Thank Lords you Arabia. for the plug, uh, Nicola. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. That will be the kickoff to our season four, Lords yep. of Arabia. We will have a very uh, famous quicksand scene in <laughs> that movie, and. Also, Grant, as you said, a, uh, a very difficult scene to film I'm and sure. to do. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk about um, all about that. There'll be a two-part episode. And of okay. course, that does happen in the first half of the movie. Nicola Oz made you watch that recently. I think it was yes, a little bit. it was brutal. I'm not going <laughs> to I try to see like, the positive to everything, and I, I could not. I could not get through that movie. What, well, I got through the movie. I watched the whole thing, Lawrence of Arabia, but I, it was a struggle for me. Yeah, a very long movie. Um, you know, you can uh, you detach your mic now, and you can <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Four hours. I, I, I gotta tell you, Katie's not looking forward to it. Well, she yeah, Kristen I mean, told Katie, me she's Katie, going out when Katie, I watch it. Katie saw it. Katie saw it in high school for like AP AP history. That'll make you hate it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not a fair. Yeah. Like I don't she's like Glory she, because I had to watch it every year. Oh, I love Glory. I had to uh, watch it every year in Mrs. Hodel's class. You just got to watch movies in high school. Yeah. No, this we is, we, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. I had the same teacher. We'll get the negative thoughts on Lawrence Ribby out now because once the episodes come, it's not going <laughs> to be. Gonna, no, I don't so have any negative thoughts. Well, that's what I'm saying. Once I have like come, embarrassingly positive, yeah. more so than my. Uh, but Grant, stuff. you haven't seen it. At this I've not seen it yet. Right, oh. so you'll have a fresh take, oh. and and Grantsy tear it to pieces. Grantsy is watch it with Katie then. Grant. Grancy is not afraid long. to give his his honest take yeah. on these films. So you're uh, going to give a, a fresh maybe, take. Maybe, maybe Katie will go out with Kristen. Yeah, Katie and Kristen could yeah, go out that night. Out and for, they can go see two movies and then have dinner. They can go out and see two movies and then have dinner while you're watching. We'll just talk shit about Lawrence Arabia. They can watch the Batman twice. And then I'll be through the first act. I love that. Yeah, love that. I like that intermission. Yeah. Post Swamp Scene here, this is the section of the movie where I had the biggest issue with what was going on. I found it kind of kind of dull, kind of like I need something to get me back into this again. 
And it was really from this to maybe like the Billy Crystal stuff that um, I found a little bit low. How are you guys with, I know you guys, you, Joey and, and Grant, you were both super familiar with this, but Artie and Mikola, how were you during this section? Did you experience what I felt or were Which you pretty much just cruising? Right to? after they leave the swamp and now he gets captured. Uh, by Humperdinck. And Surrender? I accept. Oh, the pit of despair. My yeah. corporate life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought of. Um, that is like one of my favorite things ever when they go down there and the guy with herpes on his mouth. Yeah. The albino. There, and then he clears his throat. And that was He's like, the... you can't escape. Yeah. That, was, <laughs> yeah. I, that was another laugh out loud moment for me and it made me laugh. I really that, And that's that. another great set too. The pit of uh, despair yes. is a really great set. Yeah. They, they, they really, oh, sorry, Artie. I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> I, read it um, I did not know. So when I was like listening to Billy Crystal, I did not know he was in the movie. And I started listening, watching this man. I was like, I talked to Greg. I was like, is that Billy Crystal? He's like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I get it now. And I loved the dialogue. It, it seemed like they were improving the whole time. I mean, he did mostly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was Billy Crystal. Just, it was he so says, easy. good, good, uh, yeah. good ear there. Like when good you ear. see um, Inigo, like almost like bursting out in tears laughing, he's like, it is noble. Like, it's oh, just, he's God. like, just trying not to laugh. He said, too blave. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a, um, there's an aspect of this movie, Artie, you said this a little earlier, uh, that I, I wanted to just point out is there, there's definitely the Mel Brooks influence here, but it doesn't go too Mel Brooksy. It it's really is absurd. It, it yeah. does a nice job of towing the line without saying like, all right, we're going full Mel Brooks but here. But it keeps it a real movie. But Mel, it, Mel, yeah. Mel it, it touches, it sprinkles it in yes. and the Billy Crystal does it there. The, the, also, the scene yeah. you're talking about, Michelob, where, where they, you know, clears the throat oh, and it says yeah. a different voice. That's very I, Mel Brooks, very yeah. uh, a Monty Python. Yeah, I, I love, I love Subtly Mel, funny. I love right? Mel Brooks movies. I, I, I'm a huge fan of his thing. He does, he plays with the audience a lot, like fourth wall breaking, things like that. Yeah. And there's there's none of that in this movie. They they kind of keep it as a they let the world traditional. Build. They, yeah. they, they they keep it as traditional as as they can. Artie, this section movie for you. How are you? Are you still going strong a little bit? You're slowing down. How, how are you? Doing? Now I liked it up until, and this might be a hot take. <sighs> I did not like Billy Crystal. Okay. And okay. And it might come up in the awards later, but I, he was he was a little too sticky. Billy oh. Crystal came off as a little sticky to me. I, I do I do love that exchange with him and Andre the Giant where he's like he's like, Leave I'll call the Goon Squad. I'm on the Goon Squad. You are the Goon Squad. <laughs> 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 and like he like looks him up and down. I like I love that. I like the I Billy Crystal that. break. I think it was a, a really and, funny and, uh, different Yeah and, and his wife his wife too I can't remember her name. Carol Kane. Uh yeah but like her she's great and I love her in Scrooge. I love her in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, Oscar uh, Oscar nominated Carol. She's King, wonderful. Too. Outside the pit of despair, the tree scene. The pit I, of despair. I think is a great scene <laughs> when he's just like, I have so much to do. I have to murder my wife. I have to da 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 Like going through his like matter of fact. Yeah. That scene kills me because yeah. he's just like, oh, I have it's, to plan a wedding. I don't know. I, I love the, I have the town's 500th anniversary yeah. to plan. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a rare, that's an excuse. I'm swamped. It's, it's, a, a, it's, a, rare, it's a rare moment of levity from, from Chris Sarandon. Yeah. yeah. In this, because he's being, not, not that he plays the heavy, quote unquote, yeah. but in this, but like, he's a serious one. And he's, he's a serious, he's, he's the straight man. And so is, and so is Christopher Guest, yes. oddly enough. But yeah, he, he kind of has like this little moment to be to be a little funny, which That's, is which that, is good. That scene just kills me because it's just oh, I have the five hundredth anniversary. Of this. Oh, I have to kill my wife. I have to start <laughs> yeah. this war. Really good. Wait, uh, actually, Artie, I want to see if you hold on one second. Also, the pit is the pit of despair is in a cute tree. <laughs> it <No>. is. Um, <laughs> 
It's like Winnie the Pooh's home. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Artie, did you know <laughs> that? Somewhere I picture, you picture it to be like in a big like old wooden door you have to get into at the bottom of the castle, but it's like in a sweet tree. Winnie the Pooh is evicted and we turn into, over to a, a much harsher landlord. No, Winnie the Pooh's in the background walking by like in his pajamas because he lives there. <laughs> oh, bother. Uh, did, you, did you know that Chris, the guy who plays Humperdinck is in Dog Day Afternoon? No. He plays Leon, which is the... The boyfriend who wants to get the sex Oh, the uh, Oscar-nominated. That's him? Yeah. That's him. Amazing. Oh, this, wow. This guy had a hell, of, one got past me, guy had a hell of a career. The one that blew me away was Saul from Homeland. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, this guy's so... Far. I didn't look it up till after the movie. And, and, and then I was like, that's Saul. Chris, Chris Arendon is the speaking voice of Jack Skellington. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I didn't realize that until... Oh, oh well, you know, now that you say that... What, Saul or... Uh, Humperdinck is the criminal He's also in Fright Night, which is a really underrated vampire movie from the Oh, 80s. that really is an underrated movie. I love movie. that movie. Yeah, also, not, nominated, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nominated for Dog Day Afternoon, did not win in 76. But yeah, that's, that's amazing. I mean, this was 10 years before this, but... Yeah, wow. Incredible, right? Monster. Yeah, great job. Also, he was married to Susan Sarandon? Yes. They had the same last name, and, they, and he married Susan Sarandon. Oh. I do love the aspect of him basically marrying this woman just to kill her to start a war. To start a war. Yeah. And it is... It's very dark. It's very oh, yeah. dark. Yeah. It's like yeah. Game of thrones Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, and, and, yeah, again, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's a complete tonal shift, but somehow in the midst of all this, it, it, it works. works. It works. I, I have to say, what's another thing that's really smart about this movie is you're following uh, the... The, the man in black, they call him? Man the, the man, yeah, the man in black. You're following him you know, up the yeah, cliff, and, and he has the great scene with the dueling. And so you're, you're following this one super fascinating journey, this super fascinating arc of him trying to, to save Buttercup there. But they introduce this other arc that is... You kind of pause and go, oh, wait a minute. I like what this guy's got going on here with this. Like, he learned yeah, how to duel, and, and like, he killed his father. He has six scars. Like, yeah. whoa, what's going on with this guy? Like, he was 11, and, yeah. And then they just drop it and move on and, and reintroduce and it, it later on. You're like, oh, now we get to root for this guy. Yeah. All right, this is yeah. this is excellent here. He's, he's bas- Inigo Montoya is basically the Han Solo to Wesley's Luke Skywalker. I like it. That, I like that's, it. That's kind, of how, that's kind of how I view it. Perfect time. And Fezzik is also Chewbacca. Perfect time to uh, perfect time to plug the Worst Picture Cast Star yeah. Wars rankings episode oh, here. Yeah. We had Joey R, you were there, Grant C, and Silent Porter Oz, you were there for that too. There, wonderful episode that you guys put together there. Uh, got a lot of ton, nice. ton of great feedback on that. Good. I know oh, you had, great. you exercised a lot of Star Wars uh, podcasting demons. I, Grant. I, oh. I there was I was pent up. I needed to get another. <laughs> I, I, I I've spoken too long on microphones to not have my. Star Wars opinions thrown out there. And Oz, you did a, a, an admirable job of defending the prequels, which is which is a tall task. It was right? hard, yeah, it was difficult. Yeah. It's like when you get Joey, R, and Grancy like, ganging up on you, it's hard. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are tenacious, if yeah. nothing else. Yes. It's a handicap match, if I Yeah, it was well. hard. I was, like, exhausted, because after, like, the first hour, I was like, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> but as a listener, as I am with the Worst Picture Cast brand, um, I really, I don't agree with you, Oz, but I really appreciated a voice for the prequels yeah. because oh, it's yeah. kind of like I saw every single one of those in theaters. Oh, wow. So yeah, I experienced too. them all, you know, pretty closely. And I saw all of the, the re-releases of the, of sure. the original ones yeah. oh, wow. in theaters. So it, experiencing 
those and then having you defend them, it was kind of nice to hear the other side of it. It was important like, to have. Well, that. like I, I want, I like the fact that someone liked these movies, and I want to hear what. Yeah, what people dislike those movies a lot. Like, but you know, but like, like I guess I said this on the episode. There's a, like those people that watch that watch the prequels as kids or now adults. Right. So it's, it's getting a huge. We're coming back now. around, baby. They are. Yeah, they really around. are. So please check out that episode, the uh, the Star Wars ranking episode. Uh, by Worst Picture Guest on the same feed. There's no separate feed there for yeah. Worst Picture Guest. It's on the Best Picture Guest feed. It's one of the previous releases right before this one. So go check that. A lot of, lot of fun. A lot of you guys did an excellent job there. Check that out. With that. In speaking of the arc for uh, In You Go to, we go to Christopher Guest as the six-fingered, uh, the six-fingered man there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, Christopher Guest, I, I just did not have any recollection of him as an actor. Like, I just kind of knew him as those, he just, those, you know, the the Mighty Wind and... Spinal Tap, Best in Show. Yeah, yeah. I kind of just knew him more as a behind-the-scenes guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's really good in this. I think he's great in this. Yeah. It, it's it's very, it's a very un-Christopher Guest kind of character. I, I feel like it's very straight. It's kind of like they plucked him out of Braveheart. You know, I feel like he was like walking next to Longshanks. You know, he'd yeah, be like one of yeah. Longshanks. He, he, yeah, he, he was like Robert the Bruce, Robert the Bruce's boy. Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce. Bruce. Uh, Robert <laughs> Bruce. I know. I, I thought. I thought it was. Uh, I. I wish. Like it's. It's kind of. It's, it's strange, right? Because I was watching. I'm like, I wish he was more menacing. But I'm like, it's kind of a kids' movie. He shouldn't be any more menacing than he than he is. I kind of like that he was like very—he was very much a student when he was torturing Wesley. Yeah, like, yeah. He was like, okay, so tell me how you feel. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> he was a researcher, yeah, just yeah. trying to move it up. Yeah, and, and another laugh out loud moment for me is when it's like, you know, he's like, "Yes, I finally get to kill you," and then he runs away and he's like, "Oh, goddammit. it!" You know, it's like, <laughs> I gotta, gotta chase <laughs> this guy the now. Oh. trying to break down the door is, is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, come on, <laughs> Um, any any love for Christopher Guest movies here? Is anyone who's a big uh, big into those? I know that like uh, people best, love them. Love best them. in show. I love. I haven't I, I haven't seen a Mighty Wind. A Mighty Wind's the one that I'm familiar. Best with. in show. So outrageous. Best in show. I absolutely adore. Um, I'm a huge Michael McKeon fan. Yeah. He his work in uh, in Better Call Saul is just oh, it's great. is just incredible. Yeah. You know you don't get to see him in a serious role too often. But he's just un, just fantastic in that, and I loved him as the uh, the sidekick to uh, Martin Short's talk show gimmick with the fat oh, suit, um, Jiminy, yeah, Jiminy Glick. Glick. And he had, right. he had the harp. played the harp, he right? The, harp. the band leader played the harp. <laughs> now, Jim- Artie, we have long debated of whether Martin Short is funny or not. That show is uh, unwatchable. I love Jiminy Glick. <laughs> oh my Jesus. god! And I, I heard this recently on a, a, on just a podcast that was talking about throwback. Uh, uh, throwback wrestling in the WCW locker rooms back in the nineties. In the um, the so Monday exciting. Night Wars, there was a line in the sand, a battleground line in the sand in the locker room over whether Martin Short was funny or not. Oh, I there love that. Fifty percent of the locker room was passionate that he was one of the funniest comedians around, yeah. and fifty percent of the locker room was was passionate about him not being same, funny at all. We might be the same. I, split I, think, right here. I think Martin Short's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I'm. I'm a pro Martin Short yeah. guy. Artie, you are very anti Martin Short. I don't get it. I'm not big on Martin Short. <laughs> I don't get his jokes. I don't think he's funny. He's. I don't get him. He just does. I don't get him. So who are you with? You with with. Uh, with the Canadian wrestlers who love Martin Short, or are you with, the, uh, the, with the American wrestlers who don't think he's funny? I'm, I'm a Canadian in this standpoint yeah. here, yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tweet, tweet at Best Picture Kez. Is Martin Short funny or not? Do you yes like Martin no. Short, yes or no? I'll put a poll out and just, I would like to put an early first, draft Kings bet in that it'll go 50 50%. First, yeah, first, you do, first you do Smash or Pass with, with Wesley. Carriels. Yeah, Carriels. And then you do Is Martin Short Funny? I love it. He's funny in Father, Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride, yes. But I feel like that was written for him. 
and they yeah. wasn't necessarily. Mm-hmm. But who knows? That's a good point. But he still he still I mean, makes it work, right? Sure. I don't remember that enough. To three Amigos. Three Amigos. He's great. Three Amigos are all great in that. And all Je- three of the Amigos. Yeah, I'm not a huge Chevy Chase guy personally. So I like Chevy Chase. He's hit or miss for me. Rolling through the <laughs> the wrap up of this movie, I had to I had to on my second watch of this here. Did the did the refresh rewatch today? I was like, what happened to Humperdinck? Like, what did he like get his comeuppance? I don't remember. And then like watching again, like I, I'm like I'm like watching. I'm like, wait, wait, where does he go? They kind of just tie him up and just jump out the window and ride away in the horses. Nothing, yeah. nothing happens to him. There's no comeuppance. They say they say that in the book. He just, I mean, he has to he has to live with this. Yeah. And yeah. It, he doesn't care. He, I don't know. It, it He's de- trying to start it, a war, and now he got it depends, it depends. It depends on what his subjects think. Yeah. Fred Savage is like, well, who kills Humperdinck? And he's like, nobody. Like, yeah. He's, he, he lives. Also, yeah. He's like, you know, life, life, life's he not lost. Like, life's not fair. Life's not like, fair, sometimes yeah. the guys I, I'm, I was with Fred Savage there. I, I get it. Yeah, I, yeah, I need to think. Not, come up. Not. It's like Pinocchio. Guess, have you guys watched Pinocchio recently? Yeah. No. no. Oh, I'm so twisted. The guy that kidnaps him. Honest John... He just walks off and continues doing whatever he's done. There's yeah. no comeuppance. He's the fo- yeah. the talking fox who like who like he basically yeah. kidnaps Pinocchio. Yeah, he like he like he, he sells Pinocchio into slavery. Right, and yeah. then he just literally just walks off into the distance to to continue his hijinks. Like what? what he becomes he becomes like, he later becomes Swiper on Dora. He steals things. Even it's a wonderful life. Like Mr. Potter doesn't get any comeuppance. Like at the yeah. end. Spoiler alert, I've never seen that. <laughs> Kringling. Well, that's, that's a new problem. He's uh, Kringling from uh, Grand Hotel. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, so uh, any other... So we've, we've covered this movie pretty good here, I think. Do we have any other thoughts about the narrative, about anything that exists in there? Um, the, the hello, my name is Inigo Montoya scene oh. is fucking... Yes. Amazing. Yeah, it's a I, I, I get chills. Yeah. I get chills when I watch it. It's the motivation. Of Stop it. saying that. It, it, it's such. It's such a. It's such a great payoff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome such payoff. A great payoff. Yeah. Like, and where, that's where, the where, art like, that gets where, the payoff. Where Humperdinck yeah. doesn't pay off. This pays off. It's it beautifully. Yeah. I and cared more about this. Well, yeah. I cared more about it too. It was I the more it. fascinating. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of put credit to that to how they introduced it. They. They picked what was the most exciting part of the movie in the first half hour and, in, and inserted the most interesting arc. And it with, paid yeah, off so well. Really that scene yeah. is yeah. just excellent. And a hell of a performance by Mandy uh, Patkin there. Patinkin. He's amazing. Nicola, any thoughts in closing here? I loved the priest. Oh, Mowage! Mowage! This is us just did like a whole like. I did not expect that voice to come out of him. They made it like. Really funny wedding scene. I and another one where I'm like watching this and laughing, and I'm like, "Why is this funny? Right. Like, what? Like, what? it annoys me that but, they they figured out to put this and it works and it's it funny. Works. Like, I, I wish I was funny like that. He just has <laughs> a terrible speech impediment. Like, should we be laughing right. at this? Like, I felt weird watching it. I'm like, but uh, it, I, no, the delivery too, though. He perfect. was like, he his eyes were so serious, and it's like, like it's what? getting worse as he's going on through the ceremony. Oh, yeah. This is oh, us just. Oh, oh, this is us just did like a whole thing with this, and then when we were watching it. My wife was like, "This is from a thing." Yeah. <laughs> Also, the ghost of the pirate that Andre the Giant like pretends to be the ghost of the pirate scares off all the thirty oh, guys well standing by the door. He, pretend, he pretends to be the Dread Pirate Robert. Yeah. Yes, Robert, yeah. yeah, I thought that was funny. Now, what is it? It's with with your strength, my wit, 
and your steel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, those are the three. I love the steel part. I love it's that a great. Part. Uh, yeah. We didn't also talk part. about the name Humperdinck, just in general. Like, what is his name? <laughs> it's a name. Prince, Hum- Prince Humperdinck. Evan it's Humperdinck. It's the you know, it's Princess Buttercup too. It's just you know. Some of these names are little, right? little whimsical. Buttercup does sound like a horse. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah that's from Hatman from like Hatman. Well, Humperdinck sounds like a Willy Wonka character. Mm, yeah. yeah, Humperdinck sounds. Speaking of Willy Wonka, and I don't want to step on anyone's recast, but let's do it now. Why is Gene Wilder not in this movie? He he belongs in this movie Maybe somewhere. Maybe he was busy. Man, I, I did, I, that's one thing I really felt. like, And I, I didn't use him as my recast because I don't. Where, where, I don't want to sub someone out and put him in. Where, I want, yeah, where, where I want you... him written in. Oh, I, see. I want oh. something new with him. I think he like he would have he would have fit so perfectly into this movie, and that would have been you know it would have he would have been able to lean right into that uh, that Mel Brooks uh, factor. He would have been good as Humperdinck. He had a little yeah. more rage I mean, to that character. I think he would have been great. Dark as, as shit. Be any angry. of the characters, I think he would have been great as. But I, I would have liked to give give him a section of this. Add a fourth leg. To the uh, to the the thing that uh, the, the man of black had to do. He's coming off a haunted honeymoon in 1986. <laughs> when was like when was when was his movies like prior like here no evil see no evil that was at least the 80s. Well, I know Silver Streak is like 76, 77. Like, here no evil seventy might be might be I mean, 79, 80. Or do you have it? No, I, I guarantee. I, got, that's I, like, I guarantee that's like eighty eight. So he does young Young Frankenstein is what? seventy. Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles same year. Uh, seventy four. Yeah, wow, seventy four. Fuck me. Uh, it does Silver Streak in seventy six? There's kind of a weird late seventies, early eighties. You have Frisco Kids, Sunday Lovers, Stir Crazy, Hanky Panky, Woman in Red, Haunted Honeymoon, eighty nine. Then is See No Evil, Hear No Evil. So he has boy. He does so. He does Silver Streak with Richard Pryor in seventy six, and then they reunite in eighty nine. Well, Blazing so. Saddles was, was supposed to be Richard Pryor, and Willie oh, Wonka. Right? But Will- it, was too, it was too fucked up. Willie Wonka seventy one. Yeah. Yeah. So the you know producers is sixty seven. He's nominated. He's nominated for producers, and I believe he's nominated in Bonnie and Clyde also. And those are consecutive years. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not nominated for Bonnie and Clyde, but it's the same year as the producers. So he's nominated as an actor in that, and he's nominated as a screenplay writer in Young Frankenstein seventy five. So those are his two nominees. Yeah, that's a great movie. Yeah. We should that find is, a way to just talk about Gene Wilder in every little episode. That is sure. <laughs> yeah, Season three, make an award for him. Okay, so we're gonna do the. Best Picture Cast Awards. But first, we are going to our field reporter, Grant Z, who's going to talk to Maddie Z. And she's going to weigh in on Princess Bride. You've heard her before in our Lion King episode. She gave uh, her hard-hitting analysis of uh, Lion King. I think Sarabi was Sarabi her Sarabi was her LBC. <laughs> Very, uh, so, which is... Yeah. Whew, that's a wild take to It have. was a hot take. I, I like I like those... Uh, the the Not afraid to make a good hot take here. So <laughs> let's see what Maddie has to say. And we go to it now. Okay, I'm here with Maddie. Say hi, Maddie. Hi. Now, we're gonna, I'm going to ask you a few questions about Princess Bride. What's your, who's your favorite character? Princess Buttercup. Yeah, you liked her a lot? Who's your least favorite character? The eels. <laughs> the shrieking eels? You didn't like them? I like them. You it's like them? It's a little bit scary. They were but a little I scary. like them, but I was just a little bit nervous to see them. Okay. <laughs> um, what about the giant? Did you like the giant? Yeah. He's so strong. He's very strong. You can, can even lift up a boulder. You can. Can you do an impression of him? What does he sound like? 
because he's safe. Everybody move! Everybody move. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> Say, does anybody want a peanut? So, what else did you like about the movie? My favorite Buttercup gets married. Well, she gets married to the she gets married to the bad guy, right? Why? Well, because it's part of the plot. He, she marries Prince Humperdinck. But she doesn't actually. Do you know who she wants to marry? Who does she want to marry? I don't remember. Is it Wesley? <laughs> Sounds like me. What does Wesley say? I don't remember. Does he say as you wish? <laughs> Alright, well I think I think that's up just about does it. Alright, you have anything else you want to say to everybody? There's a lot of people listening right now. You wanna say hi? Bye. Well, so Maddie's cute. eat. Yes, took Maddie took all of our thunder here. She's gonna have my job before this thing. Yes. This thing is she's done. Get her on more she's, she's a, she was very upset when I was leaving, and she's like, "I want to come with you." I'm like, yeah. she's like, "I studied for this." I yeah. notes. You're like, it's long form. Yeah, you cannot handle a two and a half hour discussion about this. We'll break down Gene Wilder's filmography with her yeah. next week. I'll see how she feels about. It. I'll see where she lands on Martin Short. Yes, that's <laughs> what I'll get on Martin Short takes. Um, okay, so. PPC Awards, we do MVP, we do LVP, yeah. we do Participation Award, we recast, all sorts of stuff here. We'll start with MVP, and let's go with the champ here. Uh, Grant, who is your MVP of the Princess Bride? Uh, my MVP is Peter Falk, the oh, grandfather. The grandfather, yeah. Mm. I, I think there is, a, there is an emotional core to this movie that isn't really discussed, and I think he is the reason for it. Um, I mean... He's not the reason why it's not discussed. It's not discussed for, for whatever reason, but I think he brings something really um, accessible to the table. Yeah. Where it's more than just a fantasy movie. It's actually a movie about family and, and bonding with with loved ones. Yeah, that framing device crushed it. And I, I just want to get this in while I can, just because I don't know where else to get it. Joey, you were all over the, the video game that he had there that we started. The first image that we see of this is just an interesting awesome. one. Commodore 64. Yep. Now, the game there was called Hardball. Hardball with but an exclamation. Now, I saw that and was instantly like, that's Basis Loaded from uh, uh, NES. That's, that's what I, I thought. Yes. Basis obviously, Loaded is from Battle View. Uh, yeah, obviously yeah. Basis Loaded must have ripped off this because yeah. it predates that. Right. But um, a I tough baseball game, Basis Loaded. Yes, Basis Loaded. Oh no, Bases no, I'm sorry, yeah, Bases Loaded is from the picture of you. Yeah, Bases yeah. Loaded, great music. Yes, great, Amazing. Uh, great uh, keyboard, yeah, awesome stuff. Uh, what, was your, what was your favorite team? Do you remember your favorite team was? Um, I, I usually was, um, I think I was Omaha. I was a big, uh, so I was, Bases Loaded 3 was the one that I had. Oh, I was, I so was they were all college one. teams. Yeah. Yeah, but I think Omaha was the team I liked. I, I, used, I used New York, and they're, they're, like, their power hitter was some guy named Star. <laughs> it was like this yoked dude. Awesome. But I was mostly an RBI baseball guy. It was a little easier. And um, well, it had the, had the, players it had the MLB like, players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was always the Montreal Expos in that one. They oh, had that really? studly, yeah, they had that studly, those oh, early 90s sense. teams. Yeah. yeah, Tim Wallach and uh, Dennis Martinez and, and Tim Raines and such. Okay. But yes, Grant, MVP, the grandpa. Nice, nice yeah. work. Yeah, and then we'll, we'll get we'll get to it later, but he has my he has my quarter of the he is he does have my quarter of the movie. We'll we'll talk about that. It's later. a nice cool. general like, generation difference there because he starts off Fred Savage is playing video games, then he's going back to reading. Yeah. Like, he comes in and wants to read. Well, he, yeah, I mean, we said like when I when I was a kid, television TV, was our books. TV was our books. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I feel like grandparents yeah. today are yeah. the same exact way. I used to read back in the yeah. same exact way. 
Yeah, now it's you know TV was our phones. Now <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be grandpa real soon. Um, okay, so that is uh, the person who chose the movie. Let's go to the person who watched it today, and that's RDB, your MVP, <laughs> RDB. Inigo Montoya. Mm. I love him. Amazing. Yeah, he yeah, was my favorite yeah. part of the movie. He he delivered on multiple levels. Um, he's awesome. That is also my MVP. I'll just go next. I wow. thought he, his arc paid off so well. I loved it. I loved his dialogue and just big fan of everything he did in there. He's in two of my favorite scenes, which is the one I'm in, Yigo Montoya, and also yeah. the sword fighting yeah. scene. Yeah. Do we think you brought up Game of Thrones a few times here? Do you think he influences the Spaniard in Game of Thrones a little bit? There's there's some overlap with him and Pedro Pascal yeah, for sure. Some vibes there. You murderer! Yeah. yeah. Um, we, Grant, you alluded to the line. Why don't you? Can you do oh, the my, line for us? Yes. No. Is, oh, oh, the uh, oh, the yeah. uh, do the famous line for us. Hello, my name is Anigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Yes. Yeah, well, That's yeah, well done. Well I said done. in the beginning. I knew it. You're going to do amazing <laughs> impressions, right? Nicola, you're MVP. Yeah, it's a hot take, but Wesley, um, because the actor himself, I know, got hurt during the filming. Um, there, He got hit by the sword, which was supposed to happen in the movie, but he actually got really hurt and had stitches and went out. back. Yeah, and he broke his toe during filming, and he still went on, so... Wow. He's my MVP. Also, yeah, sorry, driving Andre in the golf cart, he broke his toe. Sick and injured yeah. and still killing it. Yes. That's, that's great. <laughs> a little throwback there. Uh, just don't have him sign your Raw Dog DVD. So for me... I've never heard of a DVD referred to as a Raw Dog no, DVD. No, 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 People don't normally I'm walk around with it outside the case. I'm just holding it up. I know, I get it. Okay, Tom definitely asked him to sign like the glossy side too. Not like the the actual side you need to read. There's a good chance he was rude. Um, <laughs> the CD had a hole in it. So my MVP is writer of both the screenplay and the story, legendary William Goldman. Someone who did not want it adapted. He wanted it to stand as a story. It's his favorite thing he's himself. ever written. Yes, and um, it, when Rob Reiner uh, and him got in the same room, it was able to get it done. We're talking about the writer of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Yeah. We're talking about the writer of All the President's Men. You know, uh, someone who won an Oscar for both both an original screenplay and an adapted screenplay. Wow. One of the most respected screenplay writers in the business. Worked with Stephen King several times. I believe he did Misery, did Hearts mm-hmm. of Atlantis, among others. A Clint Eastwood movie, Absolute Power, which I was on oh. Rewind 2552 on to discuss. Uh, a, a, but many others. Ghost in the Darkness is one that we discussed. I think that was a Lion King referral. He was into that one, too. That movie's um, really good. Great yeah, career. He wrote Ghost in the Darkness? Uh, yes, yes. That's okay. another movie that has no business being as good as it is. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Michael Douglas. Val, Val Kilmer. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've never seen it. It's um, good. But yeah, listen, it's, it's, his, it's his story. So there's your MVP of Princess Bride. LVP. Nicola, oh, start off with the... You're getting excited to do this one, huh? Not really. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I struggled. I struggled with this one. I'm just going to have to choose the pro, um, antagonist, Humper Dink, because he wanted to kill his wife. You know, okay. simple, easy, yeah. just wanted to the murder OG his wife. Joey R. Joey logic R. Of just yeah. going the character you dislike the most. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so let's go to Joey R. next. Joey R., who was your LVP? I had a really hard time here um, because I think everybody did a great job doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really struggled. But I actually ended up going with the grandfather. I think he... Whoa! Yeah. Hot Hot we have an LVP versus MVP Holy here. Holy wow. shit! Wow. 
Yeah, again, I think he did a good job, but it's just, I think, when I was looking at everybody, I couldn't... All right, stand up and fight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just watch it. Wow, Damn, okay. I don't know wow. I Conflicting. more. I kind of like both views. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was hard to find an LVP. Yeah, this is a tough one. It was very hard to find an LVP. Right. I'm, I'm probably... And you can't say the rats, because I don't know if they're real actors. I mean, they are real actors. They're they're rats. The capybaras. <laughs> I'm leaning yeah. a little closer to... To Grant, I, I I liked what the what the grandpa. I think oh, I, I, I like I like the element of. He it. looked a little makeupy. I didn't think he, he needed like to look the as. From Salute Your Shorts. Yeah, I thought it was like a famous actor in makeup doing it, something. Well, you know, my wife said the same thing. She's like, "You see, like, oh, it's you know, yeah, it's a famous actor." Yeah, yeah. Kieran, I thought the same thing. I'm like, I looked it up. I'm like, who is this guy in makeup? Right. That I can't tell who it is, and I was like, oh no, it's not. I think that's what kind of fucked me up about it. He's in my head. He was the guy, the bad guy from Salute Your Shorts, and just. No. Who was the bad guy no. from Salute Your Shorts? Pete the plumber? No. Zeke like the plumber? Zeke the plumber. This is the hardest time I've ever had. With yeah, wow. Interesting. It's a great. Um, Artie, LVP? Billy Crystal. Okay. okay, you alluded to that a little earlier. It, 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 it wasn't for me. Well, okay, here you go. <laughs> uh, I will agree. Very, very hard to pick one in this movie. Everyone, it's a, it's a movie of characters. Yeah. And everybody took their piece of the pie and, and added something to it. So I got one of those kind of like little cop-out answers. But my LVP is Robin Wright's character's name being Buttercup. Mm, it's I completely it. outrageous. I thought it was name. the name of the horse that she yeah, was riding so. on at first. Name, sure. It's ridiculous that they're calling it. It must be some kind of inside joke that I'm not getting amongst the people involved. But it, it just, there's no there reason. There has to be something in the it's book silly. to explain it. It makes no sense. I guess so. It's, I, it's distracting. And that that's that's the least valuable part of this movie is her name being Buttercup. It's it's inexplicable. I, I can't I can't argue that. Yeah, no. Grant, your LVP. Um, like you guys, it was almost impossible because I just feel like everything in this movie just works so well. Um, but I am going to go with the overly synthy score. Ooh, I didn't even notice that that much. It, it, that was the one thing that like yeah, bothered didn't stand me. No. That's one thing that bothered me about okay. it. Um, like once you noticed it, you couldn't get away like, from it? Like, the thing is, like, the score is used really well. Especially the action sequences mm-hmm. with the sword fights. It plays with it really well. It's just so synthy, and it's the only thing that feels 80s in this okay. movie. So, Mark... Uh, if, if, if it were Strings, I don't think it's the guy from Dire Straits. Mark Knopfler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the guy from Dire Straits. But if, if it were an actual string arrangement... I feel like this would have been would have been so much better. He has okay. two movie credits other than this, and they are two of the most outrageously different movies you'll ever hear. Okay, Wag the Dog. I love that movie. Okay, yeah. the Gene. That's a uh, Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Robert De Niro. Yeah. 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 Okay. And UHF, the Weird Al movie. I was going to say, I was going to say UHF. <laughs> the two okay. movies that he did other than The Princess Bride. That's a hell of a... Talk about three movies that are just like, well, we just we just touched. I love him. UHF. Um, I want to say he was, was awesome. involved in this is Spinal Tap. As well, yeah. Participation award it is. RDB. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner, the director for yeah, participation. I <laughs> had less than zero respect for him going into this because I didn't know anything about him. And then I watched this, and I was actually thoroughly impressed with his being. I appreciate the explanation there. That's a good. Uh, it's, I was being, going off of South Park, him being just a monster. Hating cigarettes and stuffing his face with with fast food. Right yeah, there. and now I see a movie he made, and you know what? He's a good director. Mm. And I've actually looked it up and I've seen other movies he's made. Yeah. Um, so we are. Andre the Giant. Okay. All right. yeah, thankfully. I, so, I, so I didn't pick Andre. 
Because I was hoping someone else would. Yeah, I had and, to. Yeah. yeah. Andre, he did a fantastic job. What a likable human being. Yeah. Um, brought us in. Field Reporter Oz, you want to talk about him getting stripped of the title? Uh, the the, <laughs> the, the, the million-dollar man bribing Earl Hebner and well, getting no, stripped of the, the title? The, the, what they said, the storyline was that the million-dollar man paid somebody to get plastic surgery to look yep. like the ref. So there were two refs. <laughs> it wasn't really Earl Hebner. brothers in real life. And, and oh, the two Hebner brothers, yeah, right? Yeah, two yes, brothers, okay. and they switched them, and, and the, the claim was that the million dollar man paid someone to make their face look like the ref. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, but that but Hogan then listen. Then they stripped the title. They stripped the title. We have the tournament at WrestleMania, which yeah. Million Dollar Man goes to the finals on. Yes. We discussed that in one of our one of these honorary episodes here. <laughs> yeah, loses to, yeah. to Macho Man, but yes, yeah. Artie's con- Artie's confused. Yes. There we go. More more Andre the Giant info. There we we told you it was coming. Participation award. I'll go next. As I said, I wanted to pick all Andre, but no, I, I got to go Wallace Wallace Sean on this yeah, one. That's a good one. He just he just is the most memorable part of this movie. From my personal experience, when I think of Princess Bride, first place I go is Wallace Shawn. His uh, his performance is electric. He's he's going for it and he gets it. It just totally works. Is it, it you know you never never uh, duel to the death of the Sicilian. Just love it, love it. What a great line. Yeah. Grant, just patient word. Uh, mine is Billy Crystal. Ah, boy, I, we're crossing some streams here. I like this. We have to send. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I liked he was he's in the movie for for five minutes and I I thought it was a great character. What are your thoughts on mutton lettuce and tomatoes MLTs? Are you uh, a fan of those? Uh, I'm not. I don't think. What kind of meat is mutton? <laughs> I it's think lamb. it's. A, yeah, I'm not a is lamb it guy. Lamb? Has anyone had mutton before? I, I think. So. I know from Seinfeld. I have. Yeah. Seinfeld. Seinfeld's got nothing on this mutton. Mutton. Yeah. Aren't mutton chops like a kind of sideburn? Sideburn. Yeah, yes. But a mutton is like. When you like, when you see the cartoons and there's that piece of meat on the bone and they bite it, that's mutton. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think yeah, it was I'm like not, during not... like the King Arthur time. That's that's what it would be. Yeah, I think I'd enjoy that. <laughs> I'm not based a... on the cartoons. Yeah. They make it look so good. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a land. I'm not a land guy, so I wouldn't like it probably. Hmm. I've never had it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. How are we on BLTs? Is it enough food for you to? I'm a huge have B- a B- BLT is one of my top. Well, sandwiches. I'm not. I'm not a big tomato guy either. Ooh, I am. So tomatoes, tomatoes on a sandwich, not crazy about. But Nicola. summer tomatoes, even summer. Oh, summer tomatoes, Nicola summer is not. a tomato person. I love it. Oh right. What yes. summer good, yes. summer bad? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. Thanks. BLTs are one of the most underrated sandwiches ever. Wow. On toast bacon. with a little mayo. Yes, some passion it takes. A little mayo. I don't. BLT's top sandwich. A little top sandwich. It's yeah. it never a goes bad. A schmear. But how is it underrated? It seems to be properly rated if people like it. By yeah. me, underrated. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't acknowledge how great it was until recently, and now I do. As a kid, as a kid, BLT night, BLT night was always a favorite for me. Oh, it was yeah. like because it was, it wasn't a weekly night like a, you know, like the spaghetti night would be, or like the steak night would be, pizza night. But it was like when it was peppered in, it was like oh, BLT night. All right, I haven't had this in a while. As a parent, I can tell you what that is. I don't feel like going shopping, and this is what we have in the fridge. Yeah, BLT night. For me, it was like for me, it was like well, you know, it's it's mom's making food tonight. Like that, my the dad was the cook in my in my okay. house. So oh, he, really? yeah, so a BLT night was usually yeah. like, my mom's gonna whip it together for us, and, nice. and it was always a, a, great. a delight. Hey, how'd you make the bacon? Was it in the pan or in the oven? Pan, pan, pan. Yeah. I like oven too. Yeah. Oven's good. I like oven too. Great, great BLT section there. That was that was a hit. <laughs> um, Unexpected. Yeah. Nicola. 
Yes. So um, it's a toss-up. I love Clueless, right? So Wallace Shawn for sure. Nice. Um, and I love how much of a dick he is a little bit, a humper dick. But um, <laughs> like how is the Andre Giants? So you want me to send you back to where you were? Unemployed in Greenland? And I really like that part. Also, the um, albino from the Pit of Despair, I've mentioned it before, but the yeah, Pit yeah. of Despair, don't even think, don't even think about trying to it's like an art. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, so it's it's like an arty level. I love it. Just, <laughs> so, yeah. Sometimes you got to toss some hardware. Yeah. True. Quotes, some of us fired out quotes. Mickley just yeah. fired some quotes out there. Do we have other quotes that yeah. we didn't mention? You and I had the same one. I have yes. one. Yeah, and uh, Joey, Joey, and I think Grant, you have one you want to yeah. say too. Yeah. Um, Fezzik, Andre the Giant, he goes, be careful. People in masks cannot be trusted. Can we, we talk about a timeless response to that? He goes, I have a feeling everyone's going to be wearing They're a mask so in the future. They're so comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I um, thought the same thing, actually. I... Really? Yeah, you said when I yeah. watched the movie, I was like, he mentioned so masks I. are really comfortable and we're all going to be wearing them in the future. Well, yeah, a little, uh, a little forecasting. I immediately went to wrestling. Me too. That. Yeah, I, was oh, like, I went to Rey Mysterio. You don't trust the guys <laughs> in masks. I was yeah. like, this is genius. Yeah. Coming from Andre yeah. the Giant. I, I, like I that. Yeah. didn't even put that together. Yeah. That's where yeah. my head went. I was like, this is my... I had a quote in there, erased it, yeah. put that in. First place I went. Grant, quote. Yeah, when the grandpa is telling his grandson about the dream, about... Humperdinck's dad, now the dad died, he became king, he's married. And the whole time he's like, oh, this has to be, a, this can't be real, this can't be what's happening. And then it, it turns out it was a dream. And, uh, and Fred Savage says, like, see, I told you. And he's, <laughs> the grandpa says, yeah, you're very smart. Shut up. I <laughs> <laughs> love that line. And it's just like, it's such, it's such like a, it's such a, like, grandpa line. It's great. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm never a big fan of when, when I'm watching movies with someone that, the, the guy's got to try to predict. Or the girl's got to try to predict what's happening. Let's just, let's watch it. Yes, it's a yes, little, this very, is a little meta yeah. in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, you're very smart. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I have two more quotes. Sorry. Oh, yeah. There were so yes. many. Let's actually. go. I had a lot. This is a very quotable movie. It is Extremely so quotable. quotable. Yeah, the dialogue one-liners. I'm actually going to throw um, in another one when you're done. Yeah, I really like the romantic aspect when um, Wesley was like, you, you know, recovered so after, you know, Sorry, sorry. Recovered so quickly after I left, and she was like, "I died that day." I thought that was really romantic. So, I did like that. And also, the we were talking about the sword fight scene between I cannot pronounce his first name. Artie. Inigo. Inigo. <laughs> Inigo. And Wesley, and he's like, "I don't mean to pry, but do you have six fingers?" And he goes, "Do you always have to start conversations that way, or do you always start conversations yeah. that way?" I thought that was really funny. And also, um, please consider me as an alternative to suicide. Yeah, that's a great line. Yeah, that's that's a great line. Line. A laugh out Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna fire one more off. Life is pain, Highness. Anyone who says different is selling you something. Yeah, that's, that's a great. A line. That's a great line. Mm -hmm. Just um, a lot of really good lines. Yeah, yeah. I, I paid homage to this when we started this, but I just loved the. Oh, we won't have much time for dilly dallying then, will we? <laughs> um, because I'm someone you as, as yeah, I know you guys have all been been victims of my dilly dallyingness. My time, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm victims. You know, I have a, I have a, a punctual impairness. But you moved your finger. Uh, that's a, that's fantastic. I There's no like, such thing as a punctual impairment. You're, you're late all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I, I, I need a little time to dilly-dally. I need to, even when, you know, the, 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 the game's on the line, I just, there's a dilly-dally. You know, we'll burn first down. You know, we'll burn first down. Inconceivable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, time machine recast. It is time. Take anyone from any time, any place. Put them in this movie. Yeah, I, I, tricky because it's such a well cast movie, and it's such there's such carefully crafted characters yeah. too. So it's this stuff. I'll go first. This is more like a what if recast. 
because I think Chris Aranda does a great job as Humperdinck. Mm. Um, I have recasted the same character. Oh, let's so, see. Yeah, it's tough. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see if we got it. All right. Tim Curry. Ooh. Oh. No. That's okay, fantastic, though. So I really, love I, that. I like Tim Curry. I love Tim Curry. Different energy. Yeah. I love you that. Know, but he's a guy that can do whimsical and yeah. serious. Too. Oh, yeah, and, and just an all-time heel. Right. An yeah. all-time heel. And, you know, he's one that I'm like, God. I wish that Tim Curry was in more things. Yeah. And then I look at his film and I'm like, oh, he was in a lot of things. Like, yeah, he's just, he's, in he's just so different in everything yeah. he's in and just plays the great heel, whether it's oh, whether it's Pennywise or the or the, or, or the, yeah, the <laughs> hotel <laughs> worker in Home Alone 2. Or the devil in legend. Like, right. he's just in, in Clue, yeah. you know? Yeah, just, just a great, great heel. Congo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Amy, mother. <laughs> Michael Crichton's Congo. Um, okay, Time Machine recast. G- great one. Grant, Joey. So I recast the grandfather, who did a good job, but you know. William Daniels, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. Wow. <laughs> That's good. Wow, we're getting savage times yeah. in there on that, too. Oh, yeah, getting, yeah. Savage, savage bros. Very, very different energy. Yeah. Yeah. Do we, since, because I just wasn't sure if Savage was going to come up again, just mention Always Sunny Ties? He's the, yeah. the one of the Directs. main directors. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, directed most of them. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of I don't think he does the newer ones. I think Early like on, season five to season eight or nine. He did a lot for a while, though. I yeah, think he's yeah. directed the most of them. Wow, so he went a little Boy Meets World Savage Ties there. I love it. Artie, time should be guess. This is not one I usually have two of, but I have two. Is that okay? I It is because I have two for mine, too. Okay, so cool. you're allowed to do it. This is a hard one. So, so this one, that. this one is the obvious one. It's kind of cheesy, but I'm going to do it anyway. Alan Rickman is Humperdinck. Okay. Okay, another Humperdinck guy. Cool. So yeah. you went, uh, you Sheriff went of Nottingham yeah. from yeah. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Sweet. I think he'd just be more. That works. Yeah, yeah that, that's But cool. the one I'm proud of is... Is it also Humperdinck? No. Okay, good. Uh, Judd Hirsch, who is the dad in Independence Day, Jeff yeah. Goldblum's dad, as the Miracle Man. Ah. Oh, it's interesting. Nice. Okay, so you're recasting the LVP. All right, so I guess while we're here, I'll do the, the Humperdinck deal also. So I have one that kind of works within this world that would make sense, and then one that I want in there for the sake of for the sake of this room, because we recorded one of these movies here together. But uh, the one that really works in the world, I think um, as Humperdinck, uh, Gary Shandling oh, would really oh, work in that. It's, it's kind of... And he would fit in this world. It's yeah. kind of a lateral move. That's you know, really he, interesting. But I, I think that he could he could work in there, young Gary Shandling. It would, it would feel different, for sure. Yeah. yeah. A little smart in here. This is the one I really want. And we have the we have the best picture cast cast of Titanic here. <laughs> Let's get wacky, baby. Billy Zane Ooh. as Humperdinck. Yes. Yeah, yes. It's, it's, I love that. It's That's different. Awesome. Winner, winner, it's chicken dinner. Yeah, it's awesome. a different That's movie. Really That's awesome. But like come that. on. Yeah. You just made the movie way hotter. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Way sexier. <laughs> We're all smashing. We're all smashing. You, you missed our smash your pass segment. <laughs> yeah, it's on purpose. Nicola. Yes, I'm not recasting because they weren't amazing. Obviously, this was really yeah. difficult. But I recast this person in one of my previous podcasts with you guys. But um, Shrek for Andre the Giant. Shrek's making his way back in. Turning into Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Yes, I think you, you put <laughs> Shrek in the Brandon Gleason role in, uh, in Braveheart. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Redhead. mistaken. God, yes, why, yes. Both yes. of those work. <laughs> We have a Roger Rabbit situation yeah. going on now. But. And 
Oh gosh, why can't I pronounce his name? Montagna. Um, Inigo Montoya. Paul Rudd. I kept picturing him as him because maybe oh, like a Brian Sean Fantana look. Maybe he's just clueless, and I was thinking of Wallace Shawn, and then I kept seeing Paul Rudd. With okay. Him. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Love it. Um, since everyone has, since everyone got two, I have, I have another. All right, Grant. I'll All right, fine. It's, a, it's very, very quick. Um, Nick Frost as the albino. Okay. Nick Frost is the 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 fat the fat uh, friend in uh, Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yep. Him yep. as the albino, I think would be really good. A couple of us mentioned the scene of the movie. I had the uh, the the Battle of the Wits. I had the 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 chatty duel. The duel, which is great. Yeah. Anyone did anyone anything my, else? My mine mine is the duel between uh, Montoya and Ruger. Wow. Oh, the count. The count. The six-finger mm, count. Great. Six finger great count. And Nicole, your scene was... Oh my gosh, guys. I love... You yep. have a dizzying intellect. Wait till I get going. You're stalling. You'd like to think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> it's a great scene. Really, yeah. yeah great. All-time scene. Not even close. It's such a cool setting, too. Just like, like these like, rolling, beautiful... But they're having cheese and bread and it's wine. Like they're having charcuterie. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it's like, Michael, Michael the no big deal. So, you may have noticed by now that we did not head to the nitpick zone yet. We normally do that before the awards. <laughs> we're he- yes, we're headed there now. This is, the nitpick zone was kind of, it was born out of these honorary episodes. We found, I think it was Home Alone. We, just, Home Alone. we were just nitpicking the whole thing, we like, just out of love. Want, yeah, I right. we're doing pizza math. So this is, with, let's <laughs> section it off in one in one thing. Yes, the pizza math has become a very famous uh, a part of, of Best Picture. So here we are, the nitpick zone, uh, sorry, our, our silent reporter I'm, Oz has rushed in, to the podium. So, He's hopping um, in on this one. Um, so, and we'll, I'll go to Oz, I'll go to you first. I do want to say, like, I'm personally not gonna go too crazy on it because it's a fairy tale. I don't, have, I don't have too many. I don't and really then I, and then I started getting the pen and paper. I'm like, oh, but I got one here, and I got <laughs> one there. And okay, um, I'll start us off. When I saw Fred Savage wear that bear shirt, because <laughs> this is one of my things in movies that are really. It like bothers me. So Oz is three seconds into the movie. But I, I, <laughs> this, so I guess this would be a hot take. Like it bothers me when they mess up the simple things like that in movies. Like I don't like in Ferris Bueller that Cameron is wearing a Detroit Red Wings jersey in the middle of Chicago. In Chicago. I hate when they do that. So I poured over this room like frame by frame, like it was a murder scene. Uh, like okay. I'm looking I for like, like Dallas Cowboy posters. I'm looking for anything on the wall. Mm. They, you know what? They didn't mess it up. There's a Walter Payton yeah, poster. There's a, there's a fridge poster. There's a fridge poster. He's playing the baseball game with one, with the blue team, which I'm going to assume is the Cubs. They did good. There was one like New Mexico poster on the wall. All right. That's it. So. Wait a sec. This is the nitpick zone, not the let's honor want, how well they I did. I wanted the, to say. I wanted I, to find a nitpick zone. I wanted zone. to find well, that. Well, what, what we like to do in the nitpick zone, too, is is fight back a little bit. Right. Oh, but okay. I, I have Much been, to Artie's dismay. I didn't I, know that was in the zone. Yes. Yeah. Well, of course. Check, check off your BPC bingo card. Um, <laughs> I did we get those? have a bit of a taking back a little bit, Oz. I'm an Atlanta Brave fan in New York. And I've been an Atlanta Brave fan since I was seven years old, since I was much younger than Fred Savage in this movie. Am I not allowed to be represented in this movie as an out of city fan? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're talking about real life versus. Well, it's an if artist. I, yeah, okay, like, what if what? I if I were to write a movie with you in it, you'd be not be a Braves fan. I'd fucking throw a Mets or Yankees hat on. Okay, all right. Or you'd now, have to, or you'd have to specifically explain it why, and add an extra yeah, page to the screenplay. Okay, yeah. all right. I, 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 I'm a fan you know, of a free choice team across the map. 
Wherever, wherever you'd like to. As long as it's yeah. consistent. And, and, also, and also, this movie's probably filmed when the Bears are the reigning Super Bowl champions. No, they did good. No, they did good. It wouldn't be a page, Karen. It'd be one line. Well, TBS is all I have. Unplug me. Yeah. Would be a very dated line. <laughs> <laughs> Nitpick zone. Does anyone want to hop in first? Did you have anything that, that stood I, out here? I, I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a few things like, why didn't she recognize it was Wesley? Mm-hmm. I you feel think, like, well. That's like the Superman syndrome with the. Yeah, it's I more know. of a Batman like, why didn't thing. Well, he had that dirty mustache. Well, he's, so. he was still mad at her at that oh, point. But she also thinks he's dead, so it's not like she's like looking for no, him. No, but I feel like if you were that in love with him, that do I want to throw out like the all he said was as you wish, and maybe they didn't have like a ton of in depth. There's no, there's, there's no way his entire relationship with her through the. Entire span of her life was just him saying, "As you wish." Well, That's all well, they showed us. That's what they showed us. That's what it was until they like connected. Yeah, chatted at sunset. Yeah, right. Um, I, I'm with Graham. She would know. Why would Why would Vizini be? Oh, you know, he's like the master of wits and all that. Why would he be okay with going along with Wesley's Iocane? Arrogance. That was my question before. Yeah. I, I guess um, arrogance is arrogance. the answer. It's now just, it is a balanced deal because. The, the, it's you get to pick and we both drink. Right. So he's like, so if you pick red, I'm still drinking. So there is a balance to it. But I agree, Grant. It's kind of like, why are you setting the tone here? Like, right. well, because, like be, well, because you get an, an immunity to it. Right, <laughs> yeah. And also, yeah. like, like, what if you put them in neither, put them in both? Like, uh, like I, don't, I have no control over what you did. Maybe put them in both. All like, right. what, like so, yeah. Also, is Io... All right, I'll enter the Nitpick Zone. Yeah. Iocane is a mixture of iodine and cocaine, basically. And he's like, I have a tolerance to it. No, it's a poison. It's a, it's a completely fictional poison. Yeah. yeah. Just because Fine, it's from the 80s doesn't it. mean it's about cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> sure, it just ends in C-A-I-N-E. It's not about cocaine. So there's, been, there's been about seven episodes built so up for that There's a lot of things that end in pain that aren't cocaine. Um, we're in the nitpick zone, Joey. You're but we're going. not in the pharmaceutical zone. <laughs> if you forgot to challenge. check your bingo card out before, you yeah. can again. You got a second, second pass. Yes. Okay, so, ah, uh, man. All right, I didn't want to get petty with this because <laughs> this is part of my petty section with this. Uh-oh. But I am going to throw this out there just because it's kind of one of those things that just, I, I every time I see the scene, it gets me a little bit. The pouring of the wine is just very uneven here in this. We have the we. He does a little splash. Well, he does a little splash on the far one. Yeah, but the glasses fall when they show it, and it's full when they show it. Right. But it's not. Continuity, yeah. So yeah. So did so did he? Was there a full glass in front of Robin Wright already? Why was the second glass there to begin with? But he just does a little splash, and then they show it full, and then he then he splashes him, and it's full, and then. When they go back to them and they're passing back and forth, they're not as full as they were before. So it's a little bit of a continuity yeah. thing, but I, when I, I take my alcohol very seriously. That's right. fair. Um, that's yeah. fair. So that's that's I, do, I, do have, I do have one. Other than building tension for the audience, what reason was it? What reason was there to blindfold Buttercup at that at that scene? So I, that you can't say that she knew. Uh, it's a, it's, uh, it's, it's so, there's, so there's no in world reason for it. I don't have an answer to that. I have no idea why it, was she blindfolded. It's just his hostage. She's yeah. bound and but she wasn't, bound she was, and blindfolded. But she wasn't blindfolded before that. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, he, I think he. Had, well, he also has less control now when the two strong ones are gone too. Does, so it might be easier to disorient her. Oh, maybe he okay. does intend on killing her too. Like that was his. He was paid to do that, right? That was so I job. guess maybe he doesn't want her to know when he's going to kill her, so she can defend herself. Right. But if you if you lose your you know your heavy and your heavy and your you know she's taller than him. 
If you're listening so, at home and you know the answer, please tweet it us. We'll rectify it on air. No, that, that's, it has no, to be no, power. That's, that's not that's not that. It has that's, to be that, power. That's, uh, yeah. Do we want to go on the swamp stuff now? Can, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. The thing the is, the fire, fire. fire swamp. Okay, the fire swamp, and this is the the three great things that no one lets you cross. It's just these three famous things that makes this swamp so. Yeah, fire, um, lightning, sand, and yeah, ROUs. Okay, yeah, really, yeah, mm-hmm. re- really treacherous turf here. So we're two of our biggest threats here are basically Metallica pyrotechnics and uh, Muppets. We have like angry Muppet rats. And like I, I think if you look Lightning closely, sand. you oh, can see Kermit playing banjo in the background <laughs> while you're retching tr- tr- through this this very scary scary swamp. I mean, come on. Well, Wesley says like, he likes the little trees, like but he's not little. I know, but it's, it's also it's, think about the target audience. And you know, I mean, it's it's not going to be like this. It's not going to have like blood. It's not going to be like it's not going to be like the like, like the first temple in uh and and Raiders of the Lost Ark where there's like no. But to throw back to our, our conversation earlier, it could be like the swamp in Neverending Story, which is horrifying. I mean, maybe they I, weren't I, going I, I, for I think that. they made a deliberate choice to to, 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 to be a little to light. A little yeah. Okay. Cheap. Because I mean, that story with the um. Fun. Uh, I forget the name of it. It's like the pond of depression or whatever the swamp where like that's what where it leaves the, to. the pit. Yeah, not the pit of despair. Um, no, I'll, we'll look at it in a second. But you know the, <laughs> the that pond horse, of anxiety. The horse sinking into that. I mean, that's like a that scars in everyone's. Yeah, yeah, like, I, don't, I, yeah I, don't, I don't think Rob Reiner wanted to do that. They weren't going that heavy. You know, and I, the I, other I, thing is, and I'll give you one second already. But the 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 wolf in in the in the never ending story. I mean that that is. That horrified me. That scared me for so long. I had nightmares about it and all that. Like, and that's using the same technology. I mean, yeah. this little Muppet rat. I mean, it's just walking around like you know. I feel like the you know the Rainbow Connection's playing while it's this, stomping this, through. Yeah, this, but this, when this, it's this, chewing on him, it's so quiet and you can hear everything. Yeah. Like, that would be it, it, really. Listen, yeah. this movie is deliberately whimsical at times, and I, I think they made they made a conscious decision to not be not traumatize kids. Mm. I, I'm gonna say that the. The uh, forest swamps swamp. of sadness. Swamps of sadness. Yeah, already. The, Sorry. The, the, far, the fire swamp scared me. Okay, it scared me. Yeah. Uh, it, oh. it, it was. A, it achieved that for me. Yeah, it, it I, scared me. It was unpredictable, which I liked. Was, was it, it, was it, it, it the Metallica it, pyrotechnics? No, going it, up it, with the James Hetfield gets burned. It reminded me. Yeah. Kane coming to the ring. Kane dropped his arms and up came the flames. It reminded me of the wolf from Neverending Story because it scared me. Mm. It worked worked for you. Cool. Didn't for me. I got one, but I don't don't even know if this is... I I might have misheard it. Alright, so when Wesley's strapped to the table and the albino's cleaning him off, and he says, nobody (laughs) nobody withstands the machine. Right? And then when he's strapped to the machine... Uh, Rugen says, he says like, oh, it's it's our it's it's our first time with the machine, so we're going to do it the first setting. One year after life. I thought right? they said it was his first time. I don't with the know, yeah, but I don't know if I missed. Maybe I that. just took it that way because it made more sense. Yeah, I don't know. If I, but, maybe maybe it was that way. Maybe I just misheard it. That's yeah, all. and I do. I realize we're dealing with fairy tale logic here. It's why I don't want to go too crazy, but like. How can you quantify taking one year of someone's life away? Like what? Yeah, like what if he gets? What if he walks across and gets hit by a bus? Like what? Like what if he gets well, like? I, I think, what think, if he gets like asbestos back. poisoning and lung cancer? Like how do you like? What is like you? Is everybody fixated to live this much? And whoop! Now you got one less. Like meanwhile, uh, yeah. it's just cupping. 
Like the, the, <laughs> the, the suction. Yeah, they're doing cupping. Like the, <laughs> the therapy was, now. My, it's Michael, Michael Phelps from like the from the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's now he's going to die thirty years earlier. Yeah. Anything else? Any other Olympics there? No. Uh, pretty, uh, I mean, listen, well, I will okay. say that when Andre the Giant was riding the horse at the end, yes, so gracefully, that, that doesn't really make sense. It, to it, me. It was somebody that's horse. obviously a normal yeah. size too. It was very five. Funny. It was a very yeah. short yeah. Andre the Giant. Yeah. Andre's yeah. not getting up on yeah, that. Yeah, it's very. That's very. It would be more believable if the horse was riding him. Yeah. He's carrying the horse on his back. In a fireman's yeah, yeah. dead spot. That would be funny. Up That's a rope <laughs> with no legs, right? With no legs. <laughs> Twitter questions. Twitter questions. Oh, shit. I will say that some of these have come in as we've been recording. Oh, here, so great. Yeah, yeah, so we have some fresh ones here. And uh, we'll start with one of those. And it's from Zeta Short. Hey. And Zeta writes, did Buttercup mistreat Wesley at the beginning of the film? They were playing a game. Yeah, a little yeah, bit of flirtation. Playing a, a little just playing the fun. hard hand. They are playing a game. Yeah, so we're okay with that the yeah. little little cat. No, she thing. mistreated him. Oh, okay, all right. Different she thoughts bossed him around. By well, she was the boss. Farm boy, maybe. Mikko, the female perspective here. Do you feel like she was uh, playing job. dirty a little bit there? Yeah, she just called him farm boy, which I thought was not really nice. Condescending. Oh, well, yeah. she, she definitely calls him calls him down farm boy to in him. Sack. A little bit of like, great, yeah. A little bit of role play kind of thing. I, I, Some I, great expectation I, stuff going yeah, on there. I, I think he definitely says as you wish as they're doing it. <laughs> so we have a, a litany of questions from Peterson W. Hill, who, I might add, one of the reasons... My boy! My nemesis. It's one of the boy. reasons we're talking about this movie, he was the deciding vote in the tournament. The tournament. Actually, the tournament finals actually came down to one vote. The final vote right before Grant it uh, expired. <clears throat> it was Peterson W. Hill. And he's got a litany of questions here, so... We're going to do the little... The Peterson corner here. All right. The Peterson I corner. It. I love this. He starts with... Does Vizzini actually know what inconceivable means? No. Nope. So I want to, I'm going to call up the, I want to say the Webster's Dictionary definition. It's really just going to be the Google Dictionary de definition. Isn't he smart? Like master of wits? Yeah, well, he says that and he drinks himself to death. And mm -hmm. the Usually the person who tells you they're the smartest. So the Google machine has it as not capable of being imagined or grasped mentally unbelievable. Yeah. Does does uh, does he does he know what it means? What's your what's your, your loose grasp? Yeah, it's 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 a bit hyperbolic, but but yeah. he's using it very practically. He's, is the is yeah. the is is the move here? So. And and liberally, he just uses 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 it for everything. He I'm, doesn't I'm use with, it wrong, but it sounds like he's never learned any other words. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Montoya on this one. I feel like he's not uh, he is not grasping loose. the definition. Loose. Yeah. How does the Knopfler music age, Grant? You kind of address this poorly. In Grant, thought poorly. I'm a little bit of a sucker for the uh, the 80s late plus. '80s, early '90s kind of score stuff. Like, I, I recently watched uh, Delma and Louise. Um, for kind of similarity to this one, like I hadn't seen any part of it since like high school, college, and now I watched it for the full time. I'm like, oh, I may not have actually seen this full movie before. And early '90s country, like I was like, it had me in the palm of its hand. And and as I'm like loving every second of it, I'm like, wow, there's so many people listening to this, being like, how could this ever have been filmed? <laughs> like, like, and it just works for me. So much like uh, that, this score totally works for me. It took me to a time and place. Um, that wasn't the setting of the movie, but uh, something that that I love. Yeah, I, I just, I just at times it felt like a, um, like a low budget cable TV show or something. Wow. It just, yeah. like, it just, like, it just, it just felt like that guy was in his basement just playing on his on his keyboards. 
Yeah. Like, that's, that's what it felt like to me. I'll, I'll admit to being a cheap victim, too, is you guys covered the peanut butter solution with uh, Zeta Short yep. and on oh, Worst, Worst Picture Cast. And, you know, once that, that Celine Dion song started in the beginning, I'm like, oh, well, I like this movie. No <laughs> <laughs> matter what they do from here. They got me. I'm in. Uh, what, Nicola, the score, the music a little I bit goofy. I don't even goofy. remember it. Yeah, okay. It didn't, yeah. didn't stand out to you. Nope, Same. I can't even tell you. It didn't stand out one way or the other. Artie, you're a tough yeah. critic normally. Same. I didn't notice the score. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You were all right with it. Next from Peterson. Has a mainstream director had a better run of not missing than Rob Reiner in the 80s? to mid-90s, and I'm going to couple it up with Adam from Rewind2552, who asks, where does this rank in the Rob Reiner's filmography? So I think this is the spot where we maybe talk about that run a little yeah, bit. That's a good point. All right, so we'll, we'll start with uh, his, his first movie, he did a TV movie, his first movie is This Is Spinal Tap. Uh, he then does The Sure Thing, then he does Stand By Me, Into Princess Bride, Into When Harry Met Sally, Into Misery, Into A Few Good Men, uh, it does North and then American President and Ghosts of Mississippi. That's pretty much the run. So that yeah. goes from 84 to 95. He gets he gets one Best Picture nominee in there in A Few Good Men. Stand By Me gets, I think, a, a Globe Director's nominee. I want to say A Few Good Men gets a Director nominee. nominee. Uh, Misery wins Best Actress. He's, he's pretty relevant in those. American yeah. President... Uh, my Michael Douglas movie with Annette Bening. That's a really good one, too. I like Sork that movie a lot. Sorkin Join in their mix. That's a good run. but yeah. Quentin Tarantino is a better run. From when he starts to the end. Yeah, I'm I mean, just wondering if what when he says a mainstream... I was That's why I asked Oh, Peter he said as a mainstream it. director, yeah. I, I was asking if it was specifically 80s to 90s or yeah, just, just when you start. I would say Quentin Tarantino. He doesn't have... Tarantino has a great run, too. It's... It, what's interesting about Reiner is that it's so much more eclectic, which I think is is something to be noted. Where mm-hmm. it like Quentin Tarantino makes Quentin Tarantino movies, and they're all great. But like Rob Reiner makes, like he makes Princess Bride and he makes Misery in a pretty short span. Yeah, like that's really impressive. I mean, Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. It's pretty. Um, he goes, Romancing the Stone to Back to the Future, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future 2, 3, Death Becomes Her, Johnny Bago, and then Forrest Gump. Yeah, I mean, my immediate answer would be, yeah, there are some. I mean, I don't have the immediate answers, but there's, a, there's some I like more. Um, I mean, I think Spielberg has had Spielberg, runs. I, mean, I think he goes um, from Jurassic Park in a row, and then... Well, I mean, even, even early on where he does, like... Yeah, I mean... He does, like, Jaws, and he does Close, close Encounters, E.T. And then, yeah. like, he ends I, with I, He just has, like, wild runs. I think it, it matters what you like in movies, well, too, because I think Eastwood has had... He might even have had two separate runs that kind of can rival that a little bit, in, in my opinion, but... I, I think it really matters what you want, but so it's a it, fantastic run. It, it, it's it, good question. Yeah, yeah. In in answering Adam's question, you know, where does this fit in his filmography? Where does this go? So the other ones are. And already, I think you have never seen Stand by Me, right? No, nope. still not. It's still a gap. And I, yeah, honestly, children acting, I'm not into it. My, that might be a reason to watch Stand by Me. All right. So just the the top dogs there, Stand by Me. Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, A Few Good Men, American President. Spinal Tap. Uh, and this is Spinal Tap. I mean, for me, I have Stand By Me ahead of this one. I have When Harry Met Sally ahead of this one. I have Misery ahead of this one. Ah, a Few Good Men. That's my 
favorite of the ones yeah, I've it's, seen. It's great. I think I might like this better than a few good men. Are we talking about what we like preference? What do you yeah, like? Preference. Or, it's preference. Yeah, I think I think this might be my favorite one that he's that he's done. This is number one for you. Yeah, in, in, in terms of I don't know if it's I don't think it's his best, but I think in terms of just personal favorite. Nicola, any of those movies stand out to you? When Harry Met Sally is in the one I've seen. Yeah. Those, and I love yeah. that movie, and the dialogue felt very similar to Princess Bride. Yeah, yeah wow. Yeah, that came really easy. Um, the back and forth. Mm-hmm. Very, it's very yeah, very sharp. Very, very sharp, yeah. very quick. You almost could miss it, and yeah. then you watch Ooh. it again, you're like, oh, it's funny. Bye. Joey, how about you? What? I, mean, I think Stand By Me is my favorite, and then... Uh, I'm kind of battling between this and Few Good Men. I think no love for Misery, huh? You guys are not Misery. People. I love I Misery. I like Misery. Yeah. Misery's I'm a huge fan of Misery, I'm yeah. sure. Um, Oz, how about you? I, I, I don't really love this movie, and I don't have, like, a relationship to it, so uh-huh. uh, it's, like, lower than most of the ones you just said. How about yeah, those yeah. other ones? That, out of the other ones I read off, which one stood out to you as maybe your favorite? Definitely Stand By Me yeah. with Harry Met Sally. I like A Few Good Men better. I love um, A Few Good Men. I, I like Misery yeah. better. Any love for North out there? I have Elijah with North. As a kid, I loved that movie. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Bruce Willis. Never saw it. Like this Jason movie, Alexander. Saw it as a kid because it was on TV all the time. <laughs> that was a rewatchable as a kid for me. And you know what? Also was, for whatever reason, The American President. I watched that. I've seen it that. It was on Showtime. We, ta- I, we taped that off of Showtime. I rewatched that so many really? times as like I a middle school. Annette Benning um, is the other one? Is yeah. yeah, Annette Benning. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that a bunch of times. Um, I've only seen that a few times. It was on HBO a lot. I don't know why I dug that movie so much. But whatever yeah, it was one of those cable it. movies. Yeah, it was on HBO yeah. all the time. Just to, just to cap off Peterson's questions, what happened to Rob? He didn't just lose the curveball. He can't even find the stadium. Yet, yeah, he died off after that. Um, I think this just happens. Like, directors have their little run, and that's it. Because he doesn't even have a relevant movie after Ghost of Mississippi, some, really. Sometimes you just kind of... You, you, I, I feel like this is common in, in most, most forms of art, whether it's music or anything like that. I think there's some people where you reach a certain pinnacle of success... And you just kind of lose the grasp of what what the people want. That's the famous yeah. monologue in Train Spotting. I think Eddie Murphy said like you can't be funny if you're not riding the bus, like something like that, yeah. where it's like you gotta have the right. You can you lose you lose like the touch of the everyman. You start believing your own hype a little bit, and it just becomes. That's why the runs of like Spielberg are outrageous. Well, yeah, but even even, even yeah, Spielberg even. lost a lot. He lost a few inches on his curve. Mike from Cinemas. Thoughts on the cliffside sword fight? We covered that. My name is Inigo Montoya's speech. What is the most overquoted dialogue from this film? Is that an inconceivable? Inco- yeah. Well, inconceivable. I, would, I would say I don't think that word means what you think it means. <laughs> I was going to say that that's quoted a lot, too. Yeah, uh, it is. That's in other movies. I hear mawage a lot, too. Like, I didn't yeah, know what well, that was still from. Active. It was just in this house last week. Yeah, I didn't know what that was from until I watched it this time. I'm like, oh, Mowage. That's what that's what they're doing there. Um, the cliffside uh, sword fight, he, he mentions, do you think it was over-choreographed or a delightful piece of swashbuckling? I think we all think it's a delightful piece. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And, and, they, and they just don't shoot scenes like that anymore. No, they don't. It's great choreography. Recommends here. Before we uh, say goodbye, so we're getting to the end of things now. If you watched Princess Bride, whether for the first time or the 50th time, this is where we recommend you go next. So pick a movie that you think uh, that you think you'd like to pass along the, uh, the love to. Joey, we'll have you go first here. So 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the movie where everyone ate each beer. other in the castle. That's going to be the movie. <laughs> I try to find connections. Um, and, and this I found unlikely travel companions. Um, and I went with 2016's Swiss Army Man. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Uh, so Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. It is a fantastic movie if you haven't seen it. It is... Not for everybody. Not for everybody. I have not seen it, so give me like a like a, um, like a couple line synopsis that doesn't Without spoil Without spoiling anything, Paul Dano is stranded on an island and is going to hang himself. And while he has the noose around his neck, he sees a dead body. Ooh. And then he uses the dead body to save his life through... Through farting and boners and okay, we're, we're oh, past wait. a couple lines here. We're past the watch your language. No, there's no spoilers in any of okay. that. Okay, all right, that's just that kind of the all intro. happens in all the right. beginning. So back to Swiss the farting. Back, back, back to the farting and boners. It's basically a boy and his blob only with is with a cadaver. Yeah, it's um, like, a really interesting movie that goes a lot of different ways. Um, I, you know, it's definitely not for everybody, but mm. if you could get into it, it's a great movie. And Paul Dano doesn't do. Paul Dano's fantastic. Can't he can do no wrong? A lot of Paul Dano love uh, comes from BPC. There's no doubt about that. Oh yeah, so Swiss Army Man. That's where I went. Very nice. I love it. Nicola, maybe we'll go to you next here. You recommend? Yes. I'm not sure why. Um, it might be my love and fear of quicksand, but Jumanji. I thought it would be yes. kind of fun. Oh, it's yes. a great one. What a great pick. Right, well, yeah. like it's a fantasy, um, just like this movie, and I just feel like people would really like that movie. Dig it. Love it. Yeah. Awesome great. stuff. I think we had uh, a, a cast member of Titanic in in that too, right? Was the, um, the safari guy? Was it? Oh yeah! Yes. Yes. Oh shit! That's the uh, the, cre- the creator of Titanic, the the, the yep. fucking yep. pussy that leaves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grant, mine is uh, mine is only related through Peter Falk. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a small role in this one as well. It's two thousand one's Made, um, directed by John Favreau, I believe. It's kind no. of is that yeah. the sequel to Swingers or it's the not a sequ- prequel? No. Or? It's not. It's not a sequel. It's it's John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of like they're the two guys that kind of get they're kind of down on their luck and they and they kind of go to New York for uh, for an organized crime thing, and Peter Falk is their connect that brings them to um, from L.A. to New York, and so, and and there's really some really great scenes with with. Peter Falk and Vince Vaughn. Absolutely. Uh, um, it gets lost in Swingers, but it's a really good movie. Yeah, it's it's underrated for sure. It's overlooked. It's um, it's it's like have like Puff Puff Daddy's in it. Uh, Faison loves <laughs> in it. He did or Love Faison Love. Love. Uh, Another honorary episode yeah, with Elf yeah. connection. The, um, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that's where John Favreau met Faison Love. I think like that's, oh, I feel like that's that what, makes sense. Yes, um, and and always sunny veteran too. Phase yeah. of the uh, the invincible one, episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the one of the guys from the Departed's in it, and the connection to Princess Bride. Just... That's Peter Falk. Oh, the Peter Falk connection. Yeah, yeah, and he has he has a small role in it, but like man, he's on fire when he's on when the he's... Vince Vaughn scenes. Oh, when he, with the envelope <laughs> yep. and everything. Oh, it's great. Awesome. Yeah, um, I don't know any of these movies. <laughs> I'm googling this. Already been talking. I went with liar liar. As a recommendation, Ooh, another Carrie Elwes, ca- yeah. with the claw Ooh, the coming way. at you. Gonna get you. Here it comes. Gonna get you. That's him. You just blew our sideline reporter's mind with that. Pam Oswalder is blown away. Take a take a break from your draft recap to touch base on this. You're telling me. Yes, Carrie Elwes 
This guy's in like four of my favorite movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Men in Tights, Liar Liar. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. Guy. He's good. So I picked a movie about the search for your love, you know, being taken away from your love. And, and there's a lot of connections with, with Princess Bride here where, you know, having to go through stages of challenges and your true love being captured, you being captured. It's uh, a story about uh, intellect and, you know, masterminds and Cariels being chained to the wall. I picked 2004 Saw as my recommend for the Princess Bride. That's right. Cariels is, 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 is kidnapped. His wife is kidnapped. He has to use his intellect and his steel to get through. Um, he doesn't have the strength, really. If only he point. had the claw. <laughs> Coming at you. Oh, you knew we were going to bring it up. Uh, before this is a yeah, perfect yes. transition because as the sideline reporter, I have some news to break about BPC. Okay. Oh God. The next tournament will be all Saw. <laughs> oh, my God. I will not. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I never oh, saw those movies. Including Jigsaw. You know, I assumed you were going to go Saw the whole time, but then you were talking, I was like, oh, man, is he going to go Scott Pilgrim versus the world? That'd I be have great. To, then you uh, went back to Saw. I, I have to tell you, I saw that coming. Uh, yes. <laughs> Directed by the uh, wonderful James Wan. Uh, is he wonderful? What else oh, has yes. he done? He did The Conjuring. Conjuring. Yeah. Conjuring. 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 He did Conjuring. Insidious, yeah. He did something pretty big. Aquaman. Uh, oh, he did one. Aquaman. Yeah. Aquaman. did one of the Fury, 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 Fury 7. Con- Conjuring's good. Conjuring. Yeah. Conjuring's good. I know. Conjuring. Conjuring. And I don't like I'm not a horror movie guy, but I'm not, I'm not either. either. But like everyone, yes. people are like Hereditary is really good. I watched it. I'm like, all right. That's, I, that's kind of like an elevated kind of Yeah, that's of a different thing. I don't like the way I felt watching. Well, that's what they want. Yeah, but that's why I don't like horror movies. The recent one he did, I guess, was the Malignant. That had mixed reviews. I didn't love I heard. And, I heard that's great from like a schlock level. Like it's eh. so it's so absurd that it's kind of entertaining. Yeah, um, Artie, where are you at with the the Fast and Furious movies? <laughs> I've seen pretty much all of them except he, the Hobbs and Shaw shit. He did Fast Seven, so I don't know if you. That's supposedly the best one. I, I, there you go. I, yes, but <laughs> we got Danny Glover. We got the guy from Lost, who's the. Uh, Who's the 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 who sees ghosts? He's Miles from uh, Miles oh, from yeah. Lost. We got um, the the girl from uh, 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 Long Came a Spider and Con Air um, oh. Potter uh, Monica Potter. I think her name is right. Go out there and seesaw, mm. seesaw, 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 seesaw. Yeah. Like, great. Grant, can yeah. we do like a watch along? Yeah. It? I have nothing against Saw. What was the, the original BPC I thing was, was that I was, um, I was, I don't know, I was bringing up Saw during what? Saw 1's what good, man. But, yeah. I, I, when I, I, I put, no, I put Carrie Elwes in uh, A Man For All Seasons. And you're like, yeah. oh, Carrie Elwes from Saw. I'm like, yeah, Kieran, from Saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, all kidding aside, the original Saw. The first Saw is good. good. Is, and then they just had, they great, had yeah. no idea what, what to do. Saw, yeah. Saw 2 is one of the worst. I, not always. Saw 2 is Saw yeah. not bad. Saw 2 gave me awful feelings, too. I, this, yeah. I, I know, I, this is when I was like, I don't like horror movies. They go down the horror, a walk after the horror gore route. They get, they get like, they go torture porn. Yeah, and yeah. What, what, but Saw, the first Saw is a is a psychological thriller, yep. and it's it's worth the watch. So go out there and and check that one out. But okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, a Princess Bride. We did it. The end of another tournament. 
did it. Um, this is uh, this is this was a lot of fun, guys. Um, I will. I will just kick around final thoughts a little bit. Mikko, closing thoughts here. Final I thoughts. love the movie. Um, Wedding Singer is better. Ah, um, uh, <laughs> yes. I'm a yes. little, I'm still a little upset about that, but I really did like the movie and the amount of one-liners was great. And like I said before, when I'm laughing out loud by myself watching a movie, you know it's a good movie. Yeah, and it was fun and easy to watch, so yeah. it was good. Yeah. sitting right next to you when we watched it. Yeah, but you don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Joey R, runner-up. Lost by one goddamn vote, but very happy we got to talk about this movie. What a vote it was, and what a vote it was. We, before I kick it off the champ, the sideline, final thoughts on the sidelines? Uh, no, I mean, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I don't really love the movie, so it was, it was fine. Thanks like, for uh, kicking along, Oz. You well, hop well, in, I'll say about up. this movie is if, you have to give, if I have to give it like a thumbs up or a thumbs down, I'm giving it a thumbs up. But if I have to rank it on one through ten, it's like a six. Okay. You know? anyway. I like that you threw a Grantism there. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of grandisms, we will end with the champ here. Grant, you get the final say. And and let's just another win. Four-time champ here. Four-time. Well done. Third round pick. Well done. It was, it was, uh, I'm, I'm glad, glad to be back on top. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next, you know, next couple of tournaments to, uh, to try to defend myself. Yeah, and you as the as champion, we'll have you on the League of Their Own episode too. You get to nice. give your thoughts on that. Um, but just uh, I'll let you get the last word on a Princess Bride. Anything else to say about the movie? It's just um, I mean, if you if you listen to this whole thing and haven't seen it, what the hell are you doing? Um, Morons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Inconceivable. <laughs> it's just it's just a great movie to put on, and there's no wrong time to watch it. Yeah, that's There's it. There's no wrong time to watch it, so just it's, it's there for your enjoyment, everybody. Just go out there and watch it. Except 5 a.m. That's the wrong time to watch it. That's the best time to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you start the day off right. Start the day off right. Grant, the champion, as you Congrats, wish. Champ. As you wish. Ooh. Please, at home, let us know what you think we want to hear from you. We're at Best Picture Cast, all the socials. Contact us. Let us know your thoughts. For everyone here, all five of you, myself, game over.